Genre. Welcome back to Countdown to Infinity, where we are counting down the Marvel movies one film at a time until the release of Infinity War, and now it's April 27th, because I guess Marvel just wanted to fuck with everyone who was doing the Marvel movie a week oh thing. Oh my god. They hate us. Slash love us. They hate so many people. It's so good. Sitting, sitting yes. around your podcast yes. table today, you have myself, Ray Ruzo, along with Chris O'Connor and Becca Raybergen. Hey, howdy, hey. Excelsior. Excelsior. So we're trying to figure out what we're going to do in terms of release schedules for getting all of your films recapped and ready for you before Infinity War comes out, so... I think there might be some confusion about what people mean by double bill because when I when I when I talked to you guys about this originally, I was thinking double bill would be we record each you know podcast yeah. like for Thor Ragnarok and Black yeah. uh, and Black Panther on their own. They each get their own podcast. Yeah. We just put them out at the same Absolutely. time. Absolutely. But I, okay, cool, yeah, no, good. I'm glad that we're clear on that because I got the impression from some people that they think that they thought that meant would we would put two movies into one no. episode, which would just be dumb. no. That would be no. Okay, cool. Yeah. We're we're clear. So we're they're, they're going to get the nice full treatment. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And so whatever happens. All right. If anything, right. we would just like record two movies. No, Marvel's mistakes are not going to cut down on the quality of our show. <laughs> That's not a mistake. <laughs> it is a it is a choice they made and they don't care about us. <laughs> well, that is true. I mean, yeah, they don't care about us. They're bringing us the thing we want sooner. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I am excited. I am excited. Who doesn't yeah, want to see a I'm movie? I'm excited too. And today, the day that we're recording this, like weeks before you're listening to it, man, like they've just dropped like a bunch of uh, like it was the Entertainment Weekly covers oh, so with like the, all the all the designs. It's like, oh my god, that's, that's so cool. Like I I don't know how everybody else feels. Like I've seen some discussion online. Some people don't like it, but I got to say that new Iron Man armor with like the the wings and the blades. I think it's super cool. I love it. I'm digging it. So I remember way back in the day when... Of 2014? Of 2014, when I was having this exact same feeling about Avengers Age of Ultron. Well, 2015. (laughs) Well, no, because they announced Age of Ultron in 2014. They announced the title, right? And we were all like, ew, why? No, I don't think I was having EY feelings. I was, I was. I was curious because I actually had really liked the comic. Oh, I would say 75% of the comic book Age of Ultron. I thought it was a good the, series. This, the 25% being the bits with Hank Pym. 
it's not so much that is the and time travel it wasn't the time travel specifically <laughs> but the breaking the universe from too the much time big travel. shiny the big shiny red reset button yeah well yeah. yes we made it too complicated we quit yep. i mean that's fairly fairly common comic book right. fair hmm. but you know i had read the comic and then i was like okay but we're having a slight problem here, which is that Ultron is a creation of Hank Pym, and Hank Pym is not oh. until the next movie. So, oh. <laughs> although you know they could have done it in a way that you know the Age of Ultron would introduce Hank Pym, and then like in the Ant Man movie, yeah. he gets to be a part of that, and part of that would be Fallout. Yeah. But they didn't do that, I think so that's whatever. That's what I initially thought it would be. Like I figured that mm. they would introduce Hank in some way. Like sure, maybe. Maybe give Tony the creation, but introduce Hank in there somewhere, and it just didn't happen. You know, honestly, that doesn't bother me. It didn't really bother me in the end either, because I really give I couldn't give a shit about Hank Pym, but, you know. <laughs> Although, I mean, we're going to talk about that in the next yeah. movie, and I mean, like, I can give a shit about him. I think he's all right. I mean, in that, in the movie. In the, in the, the movies, movie, yeah. Yeah. Comic Hank Pym. And, I haven't I haven't read any of I, I haven't read any of like the um like the older versions. The only the only version of Hank Pym I really know, um, apart from the made for TV the made for kids cartoons, which is you know everybody's awesome, Ultimates. um, is is the Ultimates version, yeah. and that yeah that guy's terrible. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's the worst. To I mean, obviously he's not as outright abusive in six one six, but. He he. There's definitely a really iconic picture of him backhanding Janet across the face. Ugh. So anyway, I may have done a lot of ranting to a lot of people as I was rewatching been... Age of Ultron because yes. I had a lot yes. of frustration that just had to come out. Wait. Okay, wait. So before we before we get away, before we get on to mm-hmm. that, like, what was it? So you both had kind of like the reaction of like uh, Ultron storyline. What would you have rather they done for a second Avengers movie? See, I I don't know. Like Ultron as a Ultron has to be included in the MCU because of he's such a huge villain for six one six and just Marvel in general. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't really know what they would have gone with. I just. You know, they were, they had in- introduced the idea of Thanos, and so it was kind of weird for me thinking, oh, well, this is the next movie and there's still no real Thanos, because we didn't really have the, you know, greater picture of the true yeah. long game of, that they were playing. So. Okay. Yeah. Because, again, I still didn't really have enough background to know what what villain I would prefer. I wasn't really down on the Ultron thing. I thought Ultron had a a lot of potential. Like I said, I had liked the Age of Ultron run, and they did a phenomenal Ultron arc in Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, I just am really fascinated by the idea of Ultron in general, being that, you know, he was designed to be a peacekeeping program that came to the conclusion that the only way to truly obtain peace is to wipe out humanity. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that old trope. It's, it is a it can be done really well. I mean, it's But like, I feel like yeah. in watching this movie at no point does Ultron really believe he's going for peace. 
he he just kind of feels destructive throughout mm-hmm. and that he's acting like a petulant teenager which could also work like tony's well, petulant yeah, robot son yeah vision i mean vision <laughs> has the line vision straight up says he's in pain yeah like yeah but yeah you always i always looked at ultron and said like okay this is what the cylons could be if they had taken like a different like step to the left instead of the step to the right, which ended up with Battlestar Galactica, because it's a very similar, you know, thought. I feel like Ultron yeah. would have gotten a lot, like, this version of Ultron would have gotten a little bit more on the Cylon side of like, yeah, let's blow oh, shit up. Oh, 100%. As opposed to like, genuinely trying to follow through on his programming. Yep. <laughs> and so I feel like that was one of my big frustrations, because... I mean, he was funny. He was snarky. He was he was James Spader. He was James Spader, and he was bantering like like a James Spader. It was it was it was peak James Spader. Yeah. You know, much the way the Marvel Cinematic Universe has given us like uh, peak Benicio del Toro and and uh, and peak uh, Jeff Goldblum. This was peak James Spader. Mm-hmm. The red balls, Lizzie. <laughs> this was a great anecdote that uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson had shared. Um, so if you look at like set photos of how they really brought, uh, they really filmed James Spader, he had this, uh, rig set up that kind of extended over his head so that, that you could keep the line of sight, um, and look, you know, he, he's massive. He's like seven, look eight him up feet in the tall. Face. Um, yeah. Elizabeth Olsen apparently found James Spader's performance very compelling. And so she would be drawn to looking at his face. Which would be Ultron's, like, tummy. Exactly. So Aaron sort of took to saying, Red balls, Lizzie, look at the red balls. <laughs> and... Yeah, and those two had just come off of um, filming, what was it, Godzilla? Yes. The, uh, where, they, where they played husband and wife. With, with Mr. Tucci. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although, um, oh, uh, my goodness. I, I gotta say, if, if you look at Wanda and Pietro in the Ultimates... There's yeah. some. Uh... Oh yeah. <laughs> there's there's some uh, Jamie and Cersei action going. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Bananasters. I like how we have all these cultural references to to sort of allude to the thing that we would don't actually want to say. I know. Incest, guys. Incest. <laughs> ah! She went there. <laughs> ah! Spoilers for Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. It's, it's in the first episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, but I have like a fondness for Wanda and Pietro's like us against the world upsetting codependency yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and how much they mean to each other and can't really function without each other and your little mutant babies they are my little mutant babies and even in the comics they tried to like undo Magneto being their dad and I, I disagree with this yeah. Well, okay, but like originally he wasn't, and then he was for a long time, and then they tried to undo it, and then he's he's back again to being their dad, well, right? Because they tried to make them no longer mutants and say like, oh, they're actually inhumans, and I'm just like, yeah. hey, MCU, get your sticky fingers out of my comics. Yeah. But now that but now that they have you know now that they've taken Fox by force, yeah, and and it's theirs again. I would I would, oh man if in stage four they start saying the M word yeah. Oh. Dude. <laughs> but my my big thing is That'd like so But cool. that's a lot of changes to undo. Yeah. You know. And then what just like 
my favorite one of my favorite Luke Cage lines that was from Young Avengers Children Crusade. Wanda's sons are like trying to find her. She's been gone for a really long time after the whole M Day thing, and they're like, "We're pretty sure we're her sons. We need to find her and like confirm that this is a fact." She wills us into being. She literally magicked herself <laughs> pregnant while she was married to Vision and living in New Jersey. <laughs> because New Jersey. And then, you know, Mephisto came and, like, stole their souls, but they were reincarnated and blah, 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 comic stuff. So everyone's kind of blindsided by the fact, like, wait, Wanda has kids? Wait, what's going on? And Luke Cage is just like, how else do you explain magical speedy twins who look like little Magnetos? (laughs) 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 (sighs) Anyway, so Age of Ultron... How how are we? How are we we've, we've been talking about like uh, uh, Wanda and Pietro. So like, um, let's okay, we, we start start the movie. With, it the starts start. with them grabbing hands. Start of the start. Ah. Calm down. No, I will not calm <laughs> yes. down. I will also not calm down because for some reason Marvel thought it was a brilliant idea to have some Jewish Romani twins working for Hydra. Yeah, mm. that. Yeah. Who are Nazis. Although, I'm, you know, I I personally believe they had no idea what they were signing up for when they signed up. Oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Just as, you know, any child army is full of children who have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. Apart from the murder and They drugs. were absolutely manipulated into, into saying yes. Yeah. Because as we, um, we find out throughout this movie, they've been orphaned since they were 10 their parents were killed by Stark weaponry and they have a real hate on for Tony Stark. So they do yep. have they, a pretty massive hate boner. Yeah. yeah. They were not hard to convince. Oh, uh, easily taken advantage of. Yep. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads Suffering. to Yes. Thank you, Yoda. That so that's cool. not gonna be that. Hey, that's not gonna be my only Yoda impersonation for this episode. Thank God. <laughs> so you get the opening shot with the twins, and then immediately you go out to. We have the Avengers. They're fighting. The you have, and it's so much fun. This is a fun. It's a fun opening. Snowy forest fight. Yay! You no, know, aside from smash, the weird smash, smash. like. Like midair, like slow mo thing with all every single member of the team in this frame. That wasn't weird. That was a splash panel. That was like the two page. You open it up, and that's like seeing all of them at once. And it was just really good. It was a great hero it shot. It is. It was a great shot. I, it just makes my eye. It made I mean, my eyes roll. Like a little the cor- bit. the choreography and blocking for it is a little contrived yeah. Yeah. to to accomplish this image. But I I liked it. And then we also have the introduction of the first like really bad running joke about Cap's language quip. Like, shit. It's not a really bad running joke. It's a horrible running joke. I'm sorry. (laughs) Captain America was in the fucking army in the 1940s. He does not chastise people for their language. Like, that just kind of smacks of... He also was a USO... He was also, like, a traveling performer for for basically children. 
and he spent a lot of time on stage being the good, you know, American role model for kids, telling them to drink their milk, eat their Wheaties, and 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 do their their war gardens. And do you know what so kind of I, language would have happened beyond, behind st- the stage? You know, oh god, behind yes, the curtain. Okay, but they're mm. also in the middle of a battle. There are no children around. There are children in the movie theater. Hey. He's like 80. He thinks they're all his children. They are his children. He he's Avengers dad. Mhm. Yeah. It just it just to me it, it feels like a continuation of Joss not knowing how to write Steve other than a goody two shoes. Yep. That is true. Like That's fair. I mean, that's a fair that's a fair criticism. I liked it, but that's a fair criticism. I I had more fun with the callbacks, so like Maria and Fury and um Nat yeah, it got, joking it got about better it, as opposed to Tony making a big deal out of it. Yeah. Steve doesn't like that kind of thing. <laughs> as this yeah, is an so- Avengers movie, Hydra has the scepter, which I imagine must have been in Shield's possession after Avengers. Because mm-hmm. I was just like, how did Strummer even get it? Like, how did it get to him? What? Why didn't Thor take it with him? That's a really um, good question. <laughs> I don't think S.H.I.E.L.D. let him. Or you know what? But he took the Tesseract. No. Well, hmm. wait. No, wait. Loki's scepter wasn't from Asgard. Because hmm. he didn't... I mean, it kind of was, but it wasn't. It was a It was a gift from right, Thanos? So. or okay. Like, I think Thanos had the Mind Stone, spoiler alert, in his possession... Well, and use that in order to help Loki with his invasion. Oh, yeah, he should. That is definitely one of those. Do not lose this. Yeah, boy, you don't. <laughs> don't break it. Up. Don't lose it. This thing is way more important to me than yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. So, in that, I could imagine why Shield would keep it, even though, hmm. because again, like with when Thor says later, like they didn't think to look inside the scepter for the Mind Stone. Yeah. So. But in hindsight, Thor should have taken it with him. Yes. Shiny objects should always go. That would have prevented this entire thing. Yeah. (laughs) Please be a secret door. Please be a secret door. Oh, that was good. That was so much. I really enjoyed that. Oh, man. But like all all of that interaction, like the the Hydra like bosses being like, we will fight to the end. We will never surrender. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to surrender. (laughs) And then like, you know, like Tony shows up. He's like, let's have a little talk. And they try to shoot him, and then he blasts them all. He's like, "Good talk." No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was but a again, great that's line. That's like peak Joss. It is. It absolutely all of is. the yes. banter and in this movie is like peak levels of Joss Whedon. Yeah, it, it it made me smile, but I could understand how some people might be tired. Yeah, it's it's stuffing, delicious, but not very filling. Right. Yeah. Also, like when you do it too much, there's um. Oh, I wish I could remember. There's like some really good video essays out there by like I, th- I can't remember whether it was Nerd Writer or um, um, Nostalgia Chick, but there, but there's um, not just the fatigue on on sort of like the quips, but also undercutting like um, the drama mm-hmm. of things. Yeah. Like if there's a dramatic moment, you're coming to some tension, you're coming to some tension, um, and you undercut it every time with a, a you make a joke out of it that that can kind of like damage the drama, damage mm-hmm. the story, and your connection to the characters emotionally. Mm-hmm. And like not just Whedon, uh, but like the whole MCU. Um, like we, ha- I don't think we've really commented on it yet, but 
like throughout the Marvel movies, it's like part of, you know, sort of the, the overarching like production and design and the way that they, they write and the way that they present their stories. There's like a, a very strong tendency to when things feel like they're getting too serious, you know, when things feel like, you know, like, oh, this is, this is hard stuff. Things are going to get, things are rough. Joke. Yeah. And it's like, it's good sometimes, but when you do it too much, which they definitely do in this mm-hmm. one, um, it starts to become a problem. Yeah. And it's a problem that's still going oh, on. Sure. Yeah. And is probably going to be a part of Infinity yeah, War. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons people have problems with Thor Ragnarok is because of that. Yeah, you know? that one is, is way... that. I really super duper love yeah. Thor Ragnarok, mm-hmm. but I have to like not think of that criticism when I watch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> like I like it that I like that the tone of Ragnarok is funnier, but then you also can you can still see like how dark the story really is. Mm-hmm. And like if you removed all of that comedy, like what what could it have really been, you know? A very very blunt conversation about the f- you know, colonizing countries. Yeah, you know. and mm. ambition. But that's a couple of movies from now. That's, yeah. yeah. We're so, talking about Age of Ultron. Yeah, we're on Age of Ultron. So, yeah, the he, twins are engaging in the field. Uh, Jarvis is like watching from the sky. In the enhanced in the field. Yeah, he says that. I'm just like, okay, buddy. <laughs> you didn't see that coming. Uh, I just, it's it's a really awesome introduction in the introduction introduction to pietro like mm-hmm. yeah I my euro it. trash turbo douche yep <laughs> oh and and like he's the first one that you yeah. see that's wearing like um the the shirt that he's wearing mm-hmm. that is i'm almost positive that's exactly like they sold that under armor yeah. oh they did like that shirt that he's wearing throughout the movie you can get well you could get that Ah man, we'll see them all on the others later. But I, I remember when that when Under Armour like put that series out, and I was like, I should buy all of them. I didn't buy any of them, which I now regret. But damn it. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, he's cool. <laughs> he's like zipping along. I kind of there was like a weird um like throughout um the movie and like you know you see it here in these first effects. Like I kind of something about the sound that they chose I didn't like, and also there's like a weird sense of like as much as he's zipping along. There's sort of a weird, smooth slowdown to how he stops and to how he kind of like, you know, does his looks and things that throws me for a, like, I really like how they did his, how his power is utilized, what he does. That, that, that's cool. I, I love a lot of that stuff, but like just that, those two parts of the, the, the actual visual effect, visual and sound effect kind of throw me yeah. a little bit. Like it's not, it, it's, you know, by no means does it ruin things, but it's kind of like, huh? It, it doesn't can, feel, I, it doesn't feel f- quite as fast as the Flash feels or as Pietro feels in um, X Men yeah. Days of Future like, Past. That's a perfect comparison. You take uh, Pietro in Age of Ultron and Pietro in Days of Future Past, and especially that prison sequence where he's running around and like the sprinkler goes off, and I don't even remember what song is playing. Uh, if but I, like, it's like da 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 da. Yeah, but that, like, the way that that one was broken down and shot, like, you get a real idea of really how fast he really is. How incredible, you know. (laughs) Just how lazy he's being. Where he's, like, rearranging the bullets. I would argue that his powers are still relatively new and untrained at this point. Oh, for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That that's fair. Like, I'm not. I'm. I'm. It's not a criticism of the character and and the use of the powers. Like, I'm not saying that he should have done the same things. I was just the visualization like, critical about of them. The vi- the, the 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 way it was manifested yeah. on screen. Also, objectively, uh, Flash is faster than Quicksilver will ever be. Just there's been comparisons. Hmm. Well, I guess if you can run backwards through time, sure, whatever. Okay, Barry. Although I think Pietro's done that too. So, uh, we'll leave that argument for another day. (laughs) Time travel! But then you also have (laughs) Wanda fucking with stuff, and she follows Tony down into the basement. And what does Tony find there? Chitauri stuff, and it looks like a couple of Iron Legion suits. Uh, at least, if not Iron Legion, maybe Iron Legion suits, I don't know. It looks like something metal that they're building. I think I think they're like Chitari remains. Yeah, but it's definitely a cave of triggers. Yeah. One of the things though that we have not really talked about yet that we kind of gloss over is, you know, Tony does have the Iron Legion suits uh trying to clear civilians away from the area. Like there's no immediate danger, but he's trying to push because he doesn't that, want like, Hydra to open fire on the civilians. Exactly. Yeah, like some of the spare rounds were hitting in the Exactly. Suit. And the people are not happy at all. Mm-hmm. You see them like they're throwing tomatoes. They're yelling to go, you know, get out uh, of American robots. And honestly, I was thinking as I was watching the movie this time, this scene felt like such a more compelling setup to civil war than the actual setup to civil war. To have people <laughs> actively saying like, we don't want the Avengers here in our country. Yeah, there are parts, there are significant chunks of this movie that you could lift and put into Civil War and they would make sense. Yeah. And a lot of the stuff that's going on in the movie, throughout the movie, is a part of why Civil War happens. So, like, you you know, you take, it's all part of a greater Mm -hmm. whole, um, which is, you know, kind of like why, you know, if you just watched Civil War in isolation, it can kind of be like, oh, this came out of nowhere. It's like, no, it didn't. It came from this. It It came from everything that's come before. And like little elements of like you know what's what's gone wrong are are in everything in mm-hmm. in like uh, leading up to civil war. Mm-hmm. I think like all, all yeah. I think the all, failure of the Iron Legion and then the evolution of Ultron in this movie certainly set up where Tony was for the beginning of Civil War, and then everything that happened, you know, with Wanda and the building and everything, like set off his oh we really shouldn't be doing this anymore like button but again mm-hmm. that's a, a couple yeah. movies from now and interestingly like uh yeah like uh the all the setup for for later movies that all all of the all the little bits that sort of help that lead into civil war well not all of them but i i, I you know a good number of them were uh were mandated from above mm-hmm. and and uh there's definitely like um you know, obviously the studio was incredibly invested in getting the first Avengers right, but they were still, um, they were focused on, you know, they wanted to be able to continue after, but it was definitely, all the focus should be on making this movie as good as it can mm-hmm. be. And they worked with Whedon, and together they did an amazing job on the first Avengers. And on this one, they were still trying to make a good movie, because they always do. That's one of the Good things about mm-hmm. them is they're always trying to make a good movie. But on this one, I think they were much more willing to think, well, what are we going to do after? Yeah, it's the Iron Man 2 
they're like we they're like yeah. we did it yeah it's definitely the iron man 2 <gasps> which means infinity war is the iron man yes! 2 of the avengers <gasps> yes oh my god we spoiled it for you so, yep we made it so good for ourselves so wanda starts uh messing with tony's head she so easy well i mean let's face it tony is a walking He's a piping hot mess. He is a piping hot mess. He's very head messable. So, you know, how much of it is really Wanda? How much of it is really Tony? It's hard to say. Mm. And that's, you know, kind of like a thread with all of the stuff that she does. Mm -hmm. All of the mojo that she works is that she's just amplifying, like, What's already there. And anxieties. Yeah. So, you know, Tony, who's in a cave of triggers for him... You know, is she's basically saying the giant space whale, and you're gonna see like the death of all of these people that that at the hands yeah. of giant space whale, yes. giant space, yes, giant space whale, and uh, yeah, like, the Hulk has got all the harpoons yep. in him. He looks like a giant green whale. Steve, and very specifically, Steve says, "You could have saved us. Why didn't you do more?" Ugh. Yeah, what a terrible mistake, Vision, Steve. It's, and that's really, like, Tony and his, like, being a futurist, mm-hmm. he really feels that he's the one responsible to do things. Like, he his is the one can who... direct everything, yeah. Yeah, he, you know, the, he has that line, like, shortly thereafter when they're getting out, it's like, oh, you know, Steve's the boss, I'm just the one who designs everything, makes everyone look cool, pays for everything, this, that. Mm-hmm. Makes us he's look really cool, pays all the bills. That. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm a little bit this is where stuff with Bruce and Nat starts to pick up in this escape. Well, first you have the lullaby. I mean I get it and we talked a lot earlier about how Beauty and the Beast. So but we we talked about how Bruce sort of responds to Softness and Soft gentleness. Kitty, warm kitty, little ball, little <laughs> ball of fur. Oh, wouldn't that have been a great way to j- to calm the Hulk down if they had like emergency <laughs> deployment? Oh my god! <laughs> it would work. Deploy the emergency kit. That'd be so awesome. Oh we need my to god! Calm the Hulk down. Deploy the emergency kitten. Yes. Name the kitten Veronica. Don't name the Hulkbuster Veronica. Name it a be it, make it be a kitten. I helped you design Veronica. Yes, it's a kitten. Like they've got they like Jarvis is is in control of like an orbital like kitten delivery satellite <laughs> that can deliver a kitten anywhere on earth in a moment's Give notice. Give it to me now. <laughs> so, I'm just curious as to what has happened in the interval because Bruce seemed okay after yeah. becoming the Hulk in Avengers and now he looks like an absolute trauma noodle. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, I guess maybe this music. is a different situ. Maybe this is a different situation because in New York, he was crushing and killing aliens that were attacking, you know, a city that he knew and loved. And here, he was going to a foreign country and killing the crap out of human beings. That's so true. What was Thor's, Which what was Thor's report? <laughs> the gates of hell are filled with the screams of his victims. Yeah, yeah. Not, uh, I mean, the moans the, of the wounded. Yes. Uh, yeah. Strange, mm, that's it. strange trapezius and rhomboids. 
Natasha just gives that look of like, what the fuck are you saying? And Bruce just has this look on his expression of like, yep, this is exactly what I expected. Yeah. Dead dove, do it's not also, eat. She should have known better than to ask Thor that. It's like, what are you, what, what? Thor, what was the yeah, point of asking no, for the, like, yeah. Thor revels, revels for Thor. He's like, this is great. This is great, guys. We killed so many He's a people. puppy. <laughs> Big golden retriever. He's, he, he's a war puppy. He is. He's not a war dog because he's not old and grizzled no. yet. He's a war puppy. So one of these things, um, as they like arrive at Avengers Tower, that I kind of noticed in the set dressing for the first time, is that there is a mm-hmm. memorial to the Battle of New York that you see right before Avengers Tower comes into view, and it's all like uh, police officers and firefighters and uh, National Guard and people who, other than the Avengers, oh, who cool. were involved. So it was kind of like this little nod cool. to like I'll have to go back and look for that to like like the common heroes right before you see Avengers Tower. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I re- I I like that. Um, Did they ever? I know that like um, in the uh, in the Marvel Netflix series they mention like you know neighborhoods destroyed, billions of dollars in damage, and in Spider Man Homecoming you see how much damage has been done. But did they ever put a um, like a body count on what happened at New York? No, I don't think so. Because it's like they said like in, in Avenger in the first Avengers like Loki. You know, when Thor is on the helicarrier and, like, they have him, it's like, he's killed 80 people in the last three days. He's it's like, adopted. yeah, that was all the setup. What what happened in how many people died in New York? Yeah, a lot more. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Avengers Tower, it's so cool. It is awesome. It is. There are solar panels on the roof. They are keeping up with the green yeah. energy, guys. It has, like, its own little, like, landing pad for, like, not helicopters because it has a roof over it. So you have to be able to fly into it and then vertically descend down onto the pad. It's amazing. <laughs> Very skilled pilots we have here. And, no, um, you know, really good autopilot. Yeah, autopilot. Yeah, well, <laughs> Jarvis is my co-pilot. Hands free. Hands free. Yeah, that's true. Jarvis is my co-pilot. He's, He's got that little sticker the, there. In, in the cockpit yep. there. Wait, why do they call them Quinjets when there's no, because uh, the Quinn, um, oh, Quinn, like, what was Five, the Quinn? I don't remember. Ah, whatever. There was some, it was they, they still just a holdover from the comics that they never bothered to change. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was um, like, was Quinn the company or a guy, or a particular guy? No, it has Ninja. something to do with Quinjet. the engines, like five engines or something. Oh, okay. Um, and the, uh, the Fantastic Four had a Quinjet, right? I think it was shield. I think it was a shield thing, or maybe it was was just shield. I don't know. I don't remember. You tell us, listeners. Yeah, correct me, nerds. So they're starting to get everything. uh, They're unloading. They're sending off an injured Barton to be fixed by Doctor Helen Cho, and they're talking to, to Kobe Smulders. Yep, Hill pops up with her research on the twins. She's taking a break from reading the news. He's fast and she's weird. Very specifically, what she said was Pietra's powers were an enhanced metabolism and thermal homeostasis. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. And hers is neuroelectric interfacing telekinesis and mental manipulation. That makes a little more sense. sense. It does. Yeah, like the the, the technical explanation... I mean, how do you really explain... Super speed. I don't know. Uh, 
he can move incredibly fast, you know. I mean, the metabolism is a part of it, but also it's just like, you know, there's nothing in that explanation to me that says he can move his limbs fast enough to go, you know, faster than the speed of sound. If if it, we if we yeah. could, I mean, look, if the Roadrunner could go as fast as its legs moved in com- in the cartoons, he could probably go faster than Quicksilver. Funny tidbit, uh, coyotes are always faster than Roadrunners. Yeah, I think I knew Interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah, max speed for coyotes is like 30 miles an hour or something, and max for roadrunners is like 20. But one of the things I love is that in this conversation between Hell and Steve, he understands where they're coming from. He has that (laughs) whole line of like, you know, what kind of monster would let a German scientist... (laughs) Would volunteer to let a German scientist experiments on him. And he's like smirking about it. He's kind of like, uh, I, I got you, kids. And oh, kids Hill's these days. response is, we're not at war. They are. They are. And I yeah. think- Which is a good point. It, it's such a good point. And I'm really glad that- That's that's some really strong perspective right there. He's got that the perspective on America. it. Good cap. Approved. Good cap. Yep. Great cap. And now we get introduced to Helen Cho, who is healing Badass. up Clint, who got- hit by some pretty nasty fire and I caught the little conversation between plastic flesh Bruce and uh Tony mm. uh Tony comes up he's like how is he or I forget who it was oh, no it's Barton. um Bruce asks how he is and Tony's like unfortunately he's still Barton yeah and Bruce yeah. is like that's <laughs> terrible yeah that was good and then you have <laughs> Natasha ribbing him being like pretending we need this guy really brings the team together <laughs> yeah uh, which is all sort of part of the setup for this is the one that's going to die. Yeah, mm-hmm. But like, I have a lot of issues because clearly this was supposed to be an arc of like, what is Clint's value to the team? Because, you know, mm-hmm. he's the guy without powers. He doesn't, yeah. you know. Well, wasn't the joke. With the Stone Age he's weapon. He's the weak one. He's the vulnerable one. And Laura has a line about how much. Yeah. Oh, what, wasn't that like right there in the in the first action set piece? Like the the commanders at Hydra were like, attack the vulnerable yeah, and, ones. Yeah, and they go him. for Clint. Yeah, and that. And that. Yeah. Um, but wasn't, if I remember right, like in the press lead up before the movie was released, Joss was basically like joking around like, oh, you guys kept asking for more Hawkeye. <laughs> like, basically, like everybody's like, we want more Hawkeye and that. And Joss is like, hold my beer. <laughs> we got so much as much as I ship them I should ship Clinton that which you know Joss decided to fuck all of us with that um, yeah, I yep. did he want every Clinton that fan to shut up about Budapest mm-hmm. I'm like they just were it was a firefight that's it they were outnumbered the city's not that cool anyway whatever <laughs> it's not like they're always going to have Paris. <laughs> <laughs> now they'll always have the Battle of Manhattan. Oh, I just uh, thought about something from a Black, Wid- Black Widow and uh, in the comics. She and Bucky will always have the moon. Stop it. Stop it. They'll always have the moon. They were literally on the fucking moon. It was a thing. Uh, They'll have the moon. uh, Were they visiting the Inhumans or something? Take that moonraker garbage out of your mouth. (laughs) 
the pigeon did a double take. Anyway. It's simultaneous. Like, the um, Wade Samney run of Black Widow is simultaneously one of my favorites and one of my least favorites because I hate mm-hmm. everything they did with Natasha, but they confirmed that um, Red Room is still around. So okay. I mm. felt vindicated because I have believed that for a very long time. Yes, it's making Red Sparrows. <laughs> Red Sparrow isn't oh, just God, another no. Black Widow movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, okay. So we've been talking about this like off off mic amongst amongst the three of us because everybody, you know, small pause from Age of Ultron. Everybody saw the trailer for uh, Red Sparrow, right? And right? if you saw and then it, when you saw you it, you're saw like, Black man, this sure looks like a Black yeah. Widow movie. And that was the conversation like throughout, and we're like, is this movie going to be any good? Sure enough, it comes out. Nope, it's garbage. And and the other day. Like I saw AMC, a you know, sponsored ad from AMC theaters. Like, you know, they, they have like a blog on Facebook to try and plug movies. And they're like, stop us if you've heard this one before. It's like, you know, the thing about the Russian spy, sexy Russian spy. This isn't just a Black Widow movie. And it's just like, oh, God. Fuck no. you, a Black Widow then, movie like, would have been better. I only want yeah. a Black Widow movie. Like, don't give me this yeah. garbage about her needing a man to help her find, like, redeem and, herself and as like, no. you know as we're uh since this movie has come you know come out and failed miserably while they're still doing production you know pre-production they're like writing the script now for uh for the black widow movie hopefully they can take um you know the criticism the valid criticism and and use it to craft a good black widow movie that we want for for reference listeners because seriously the, um, they red sparrow Rotten Tomatoes score uh, right now is a forty-eight percent. Oh my so, god! Ugh. Yeah. And also, like, if you if you didn't know, if you if you're like, what are they talking about, Red Sparrow? It is exactly Black Widow. Yeah. It it yeah. is. It's like, uh, oh, she's a ballerina and she hurt herself and can't be a ballerina anymore. Oh, the KGB's like, hey, you should totally come to our school and learn how to be a sexy spy, sexy spy. And then she does sexy spy stuff. And I'm like, mm. so, all right, guys. I now have sexy getting ready songs stuck in my head. So thanks. Yeah. <laughs> it's the sexy getting ready song. This is a patriarchal Shit. bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. You got some bitches to call. <laughs> Although, you know what? I got to go apologize. I really would have appreciated more of Nat's issues in this film being about being a sexy spy as opposed to being infertile because that's. Also, I could have, even if they kept in all of the bullshit infertility stuff and all of the stupid Nat Bruce stuff, it's the breathiness of her voice that bugs me in this movie. It's true. Mm. Like, like, there's so mm. much, like, faux femme fatale stuff. Hmm. Guy done me wrong. Like, no. Oh yeah, Stop. yeah. That, well, but that was all. All of that. All of her breathiness is like with Bruce. Right? Yeah. Like yeah, when she's exactly. talking to Clint and she's talking to the Bartons, she sounds like herself. Maybe that's part. Maybe that's part of the reason I hate it. It's like what? Okay. Let's since since we don't necessarily have to tackle things like in chronological order. Why don't we just go ahead and talk about what a load of bullshit it was to to pair up. N- Black Widow and the Hulk. So it is like, what? Cordelia and Angel 2.0. They took, just... they made the ship completely out of other people telling them to be together. Yeah. 
And, and even I am though, so like, not down with that. Um, I'll say this, and I said just, it when we recorded for Avengers, and I'll say it like pretty much any time I watch it. There's a hint in Avengers between the two of them. A hint. And yeah, sure, you know, I can go based off a hint of anything. Yeah. But yeah. then don't pummel me over the back of the head with a plank, like a two-by-four. Like, yeah. Also, like, the way that Black Widow is sort of uh, written and, and performed the way her character works, she has a hint with basically everyone but Thor, yeah. I think. Yeah. Like, there was more than a hint in Winter Soldier with Steve. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, God, yeah. Like, in this movie, like, and with if Sam. they had... I, if they had just, if she had just been with, if they decided to pair her off with Steve, I would have believed it. it. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, if, granted, if they did the same thing where it's like, oh, you and her should get together, that would be a yeah. problem. It would be kind of annoying. But the relationship would still make way more sense because who has she spent the most time with? Steve! Who... Who who does she work with the Steve. most? Who does she see the most? Who is she most Steve. like compatible in in like a in terms of their personality, their abilities, what they like to do? Mm -hmm. I just, whatever. It's either Clint or Steve, and apparently Clint's married with kids. So yeah, yeah, Clint's married with kids, and he's older and less attractive. Although, yeah, although I am not completely not sold on Nat possibly being involved with Clint and Laura as like a. Holly thing. Oh hell yeah! As a as an open relationship. Yeah, I mean she's anti Nat. Yeah, that's possible. She is anti Nat and clearly that's... has a relationship with Clint's kids. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's another... and enough of a relationship with Laura for them to be willing to name their next kid after her. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a Disney Marvel movie, so they're probably just good friends, right? But I can see that interpretation. That's my interpretation, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, okay. Stand firm. But yeah, so so Bruce and I mean we'll we'll have more to talk about it as we go through it like chronologically. But like I, I just, think we should just like, abandon don't... Chron chronology at this point. and just dig in. Well, we'll we'll get we'll get back to the chronology. Yeah. But like Bruce and Nat, like it just doesn't it doesn't work for me. I don't like it. It makes me feel yeah. bad. Like I just like he's like oh I can't have a relationship because I'm large and scary <laughs> and because and my then, heart like, rate can't go over a certain number of beats bullshit. per minute. Ugh, bullshit. Such bullshit. That is that that that's bullshit. And he's like I can never have kids. I'm like you're a scientist. You made like you made a metal person who tried to take over the world. You tell him you couldn't possibly come up with a way to have kids. Fuck that. Ugh. And then, and then, just like the, the, yeah, like trying to make, um, uh, her like, uh, sort of, sort of, um, empathize with his situation, like understand his position, be nope, like, I'm a monster nope, too. I'm like, no, nope. that's a, that doesn't, it does not make you it's a monster. Not... Well, no, I, right, like I had read that scene, like I, I, I didn't like the, 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 the forced uh, sterilization bit and like infertility thing either. But I had read that scene originally, and I still do, that when she's saying I'm a monster, she's not talking about her inability to have children. She's talking about having been an assassin for, you know, let's say many decades because there's no way she was born in 1984. Right. Sure. Um, Fine. Like, I'm sure a lot of other people yeah. agree with that. But the dream. Yeah. The way that the scene is cut yeah. together. And that's... Yeah. It's, it's like badly put together. Like, I can understand why people would see that and read yeah. it that but way. But the dream. And, yeah. The dream you know, focuses fair. on that quote ceremony and then she specifically brings it up like so it's the heart of like her entire flashback which is really irritating and this time i caught like 
that she was. Is it the heart of the flashback? Because yeah. she also like shoots the guy, the guy with the sack over his head. No, because it keeps coming back to the ceremony. We'll celebrate after the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Uh, she. Well, I thought the ceremony was also killing uh, somebody. No, and... it's it's just the yeah. sterilization. In fact, yeah. she says it to Bruce that that's what this graduation oh. ceremony is: is the sterilization. Huh. So they showed All like right. hints of of the whole process. You know, the dancing, the. Hands behind the back, the shooting of the target slash person, and then they focus on her and the gurney going down the hallway. And also there was that little bit where she, like, you know, faked losing that fight so that she wouldn't have to go through with it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Mm. it's, it's, uh, it's just really annoying. And also, like, as far as the comics go, like, she's infertile because her immune system is so jacked up she can heal Mm -hmm. not you know not like wolverine but she heals really fast and that kind of she's like an autoimmune disorder that misinterprets pregnancy as an infection exactly it would treat treat a fetus as a parasite which which again we live in the modern world she could go ahead and just harvest some eggs and have them carried by a surrogate for god's sake oh yeah absolutely absolutely actually one the arc of black widow homecoming was there was another red room girl who had been, they tracked her down because she was getting some, like, heavy-duty immunosuppressants so that she could have a kid. Hmm. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She died. Somebody killed her. Yeah. So. But, <laughs> damn it. again, I think... Don't make me go, aw, and then say that that person was killed. <laughs> but, yeah, hmm. this this bizarre focus on a female character not being able to have a kid and that de- completely and utterly destroying her like sense of self in some ways is just garbage. It's really interesting because I feel like they try to paint Nat as so alone in this movie. There's all that talk about just like just running away with Bruce because they have nothing left. I'm like, but she's like the social exactly. glue for like she's in Iron Man. She's, she's in finding Captain America. Steve's dates. She's. she's- She's been in everybody else's movies. You know, they, they didn't give her her own movie. So she's been in all the other movies and she's everybody's friend. Mm-hmm. She's not alone. She is not alone. And she can have a relationship with anybody she chooses. And, and I'm like, I don't understand why you choose Bruce. And she is so, cl- she is so close to Clint's family that she knows that they don't eat in the dining room. I'm like, how, how are you just going to up and run away from them? Like, I don't know. Here's, a, here's an know. answer, Matt. Honey, sweetie, leave Bruce, go find Betty, and bring her and give her to Bruce. Yeah! Hey, that's Problem a good point. Solved. Help your friend out. Help your friend out and bring back the, the person that he has a long-term relationship with. Help them figure out, you know, whatever sort of heart suppression bullshit they need to do. Yeah, like, she, Liv Tyler should come back into the MCU, for God's yeah. sakes. And and then she can, you know... She can um, hit her dad upside the head. With Yes, she could. I mean, yeah. she should have hit him upside yeah. the head before civil war started. Maybe that's why <laughs> civil war happened. Maybe she already did hit him upside the head. Oh man! But and then and then Natasha can pursue a relationship with somebody that is you know far more compatible, like Steve. Um. Anyway, or or you know, or anyone. Matt How about Bucky? Bucky, yes, Bucky. Like, you can't tell me <laughs> that there wasn't a seed planted there that they know each other from Winter Soldier. Like, hello. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. 
What if what if in Infinity War she's with Bucky? Yes, I mean, there's definitely yes, some of them being next to each other on the poster kind of thing going on. I will read into that. I think in some of those shots, like in Wakanda, like like with Cap and and like Bucky's there and and Black Panther, like and she she's with yeah, them. Yeah, she right? is with them. That's the group also, she's with. Also, I fucking love what they yeah. have Bucky wearing in these pictures because it looks kind of like his old uniform. And mm. I love it. And you got like clearly the vibranium arm going on, which is awesome. The much better arm, the not Soviet made arm. So anyway, we got way off track. We haven't even had them dealing with the Mind Stone yet, guys. No, so we still haven't had Tony we still haven't had Tony and Bruce look comparing the scepter and Jarvis side by side. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, it looks like an intelligence. All these lights in it's the sky. The Ooh. <laughs> I'm like, really, guys? <laughs> yeah, that was Come a on. really this weird holographic projection. And yeah. you know what? You know what would have made me believe it more if it was Aldrich Killian's big sexy brain. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> this is the. Oh, I'm sorry. This is Pinch the universe. Me. Here's my brain. Come on, pinch me. It's a live feed. <laughs> so clearly, this has been something that Tony's been thinking about and working on for mm-hmm. a long time. He wants to build his suit of armor yeah. around the world. Blah, and blah, he blah. recognizes the flaw with the Iron Legion. Because they keep getting beat up every time they come back. <laughs> oh, yeah, like the one that got hit in the head with the bottle. Like, what the fuck was in that Seriously? bottle? Seriously. Because, like, some shitty its ass head was melted. If that's- it was like an it was like an acid bath. It's because it, it's it, you know it had yeah. the face. It was like all like rotted yeah, it away. Turned I was the like, face wait, into what? Ultron. Yeah, that was like, like the, the real terrifying Ultron face. Ultron face. Yeah. But with like the scraggly mouth. I was having a conversation with Scott Corelli, which it would have made so much more sense if Ultron was born out of the Iron Legion protocol that we saw at the beginning of the movie. If it evolved from there, as opposed to just like here's yeah. a download from the Mind Stone. Yeah. It it just really frustrates me that, you know, Ultron kind of pops up from nowhere from the stone Loki was, from the scepter Loki was using to mind control everybody, and then is literally all of a sudden, hey, I'm on the internet, hey, everyone needs to die. Although, I gotta say, whenever I read the comments <laughs> on the internet, I sometimes feel like I need to destroy the entire world, too. Dear, dear I- Ultron, don't read the comments! <laughs> You know, as much as as much as um, Ultron's like sort of path to to global extinction is kind of like, <laughs> I kind of liked the first scene with him and Jarvis, like oh, that too. talking back and forth, where where that. he's like sort of absorbing the internet, he's absorbing the world around him. And he's like, "Oh, where am I?" And he's like, "Oh, I know. Who are you? Oh, I know." It's like, "Who are these people?" I know. Oh, and you I know. see, like Jarvis get trapped. Yeah, it's so yeah. good. I loved it. It's really like yeah. it was, it was you cool. can tell that he's being overwhelmed. Like he's getting, he's literally just born, and he doesn't like what he sees. And he's like, "Reddit, what is this?" <laughs> what was, what's that line from uh, the Good Place? Birth is a curse, and existence is a prison. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. And also, I mean, like, James Spader's voice is really, well, that's part of the reason they had him do this. Yeah. His his voice, his it's Ultron so was very, 
very charming, very distinct, very smooth. Mm-hmm. And, and, and like, it was even like, even when he like ripped somebody's arm off and he's like, oh, 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 I'm so sorry. <laughs> it was, I, that just I slipped out. It. You just oh, made me so angry a, because you compared me to my what father. A, what a terrible mistake I've made. I didn't mean that. Get a Band-Aid. You'll be fine. <laughs> and, I, and I was just like, you know what? That That's pretty good. I liked... There are, there are parts of Ultron I didn't like, but James Spader himself no, as Ultron, he was yes, good. Was I thought was great. Yeah. yeah, he was really good. And I honestly feel like he thought that putting a Band-Aid on it would help. <laughs> <laughs> well, but no, because he like superheated his own arm in order to cut off. Clothes. Yeah, it was like it was like a lightsaber. Yeah, it was a lightsaber. He, so, so it, it, it was cauterized immediately because because PG thirteen there can't be a big shower. Of yeah, blood. well. Right. So okay, let's talk about the revels. The revels. <laughs> that was a great party scene. I love the party, the party scene. Oh, except for all this, except for the rape jokes. Okay, the hammer scene. The hammer scene is towards the end, but you got a lot going on. Yeah, the hammer scene. Party. The hammer scene is its own thing. The party itself is also great. You yes. got Sam like being like, "Your world is crazy, Steve. Like this is not your Avengers I, life." I'm is busy weird. trying to find our missing person. It's like I could totally help out with all this stuff, but I don't want. <laughs> I'm just gonna hang out and keep looking for Bucky. I like Thor hanging out with all the vets. <laughs> One of whom is Stanley. All the old veterans is like, is like, this is thousand year old, blah 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 blah. And, not meant for mortal Stanley's men. Like, Stanley's like, I was on. Neither was Omaha Beach. <laughs> He's like, all right, fine. Excelsior. Excelsior. You got Rhodey telling his story, and he tries to tell tell it oh, to like Tony tr- and Thor, and to, they're not impressed at boom, all. You looking for this? Tony and Thor, they're just like, yeah, you can you can lift a tank, cool, good for you. And then he that's tells not impressive it to, us. to the civilians, and they just crack up. They're like, oh my god, that's amazing! Like, yeah, yeah, I am amazing. That's me. And then like, I lo- I loved like his reaction to like telling you know Tony and and Thor. He's just like that. But usually that kills. And then he tells it to the people, and he has like that little sort of smile and lot, yep. nods his head, like, "Yeah, I still got it. I'm mm-hmm. good. I'm good. People like me. I'm popular. I have friends. I definitely have friends. I have friends. I definitely have friends. That's Damn also it. when you have like the first like weird, awkward flirting that yeah. Nat is completely playing a part. The breathiness. You're right. Yeah, I hadn't really thought of it before, but definitely in like everything that she says to Bruce has got that like. Hey, mm-hmm. it's breathy and high, Good which job, can be kind of it can be kind of kind of fun in in small doses. But if you're doing it all the time, it's just like mm. it's all the time, and it's only with Bruce and like vocal fry, yeah. like the same kind of thing. It's like sometimes that's fun, but don't do it all the time, please. Now here's the thing: when Steve comes over and is sort of like, "Oh, I've seen that flirt up close. Like this, this is something else." Like, oh, for God's sake! I honestly thought. In the beginning, that this was Steve getting back at her for trying to set him up during Winter right? Soldier. Yeah, because I'm also like Steve. You've actually seen what Natasha looks like when she's being open and vulnerable, <laughs> and that wasn't it. Yeah, I. Yeah, I just. Also, can mm. we? How many things can we hide Scarlett Johansson behind? <laughs> huh? She was pregnant throughout yeah. pretty much yeah, all of that's this. That's why filming. there's so much bullshit oh, with her right. character for this. Right. Oh, yeah. They they had to like digitally remove her bump at some point. They yeah. did. And it's also That's why right. she barely got any like action in the Rebels fighty, fight fighty scenes. Scene. Yeah. Oh. That's why she was kidnapped to keep her out of it. Like. Yep. Huh. Because Joss Whedon doesn't know how to do anything with pregnant women. See also Charisma Carpenter. Yep. Mm. 
So the hammer scene, the infamous hammer scene that was like the first glimpse of this movie that we got. It's great. It's very, very enjoyable. I love this scene. It's it's so good. But when you, I I posted it to the group last week. Um, last week mm-hmm. from when you're listening to it, I think it was like last night for recording time. In the original scene that made it out onto the internet, when Tony goes to pick up the hammer, he says, so I get to rule Asgard if I pick this up, right? And he goes, cool, I will I will be fair but firmly cruel. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in the actual cut of the film, he says, I will be reinstituting Prima Nocta. Yeah. Which yeah. is super yeah. gross and rapey. It's kind of like how Joss uses mule and quim because it doesn't sound necessarily as misogynist as it is. But anyways, so fun fact, uh, when Bruce kind of like gestures to Natasha and she's like, oh, no, no, that's not a question I need answered. I mean, (laughs) it's sort of like her self-worth issues. She still like conceives of herself as a killer. She thinks she's a monster. But B. She doesn't think she could ever be worthy. Yeah. But B, there was a what if comic for Age of Ultron mm-hmm. yeah. in which it, it is shown that Natasha can wield Mjolnir. So. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been funny? I was so convinced that by the end of the movie, she was going to pick it up and then that didn't happen. In Infinity War, somebody, well, oh yeah, it's nobody's going to pick it up. Uh, um, it's kind of gone. <laughs> It's gone. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think his what he's gonna have like the axe. Probably right? either the that axe. or the uh, the either the axe or the the hammer hammer axe combination thing. I think like uh, some people have pieced it together from the toys. So all these shenanigans are interrupted by Ultron stumbling in, actually looking like Ultron. <sighs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Is like Ultron in the comics is so so like. I don't know, he's got that weird kind of creepy, almost jokerish mouth thing going on. It's very jagged. Yeah. And I really dig yeah. it. Weirdly and, shaped. And it's menacing, and I just don't really like the design of what they did with Ultron further down. Um, yeah. But, you know, he has this whole, like, you're all puppets tangled up in strings, and then there was that wireless beats by dr dre commercial that used i've got no strings and i can't hear that song without thinking about ultron anymore and it's it's yeah, a thing yeah. um it was it was definitely a hey we're, we're associated with disney now we can use any of their catalog we want <laughs> which like later in spider-man homecoming they're like hey we can reference star wars all we want pretty much Oh, and, and in Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. One of the things I noticed, because, like, then the fight breaks out, aside from, like, Steve, like, kicking up the table as a shield, which was brilliant. Which was perfect. Hill has her gun on her, which mm-hmm. is great. Natasha has her gun stashed around Avengers Tower. Well, yeah. She dives for the I mean, bar. Yeah, all over the I, place. She's Nat. She's Nat. And I just thought it was really funny, because I yeah. want to know where she's hiding the rest of them. Yeah, the lounge in Avengers Tower is not the sort of place you leave a small child alone. <laughs> Nat! It's like, look what I found! Nat, I found your knives in the <laughs> look couch! Look what I found! The hard way. Nat, we gotta have a conversation about this again. <laughs> These things have to be properly stored. Please tell me you're keeping the ammo somewhere else. Safely. As you are <laughs> supposed to. Nope. Ooh. 
Uh, so this is a great fight scene. But one of the things I noticed was Ultron sees and identifies Cho and stops yeah, from right attacking away. her. Like, mm-hmm. I. Because they know exactly. Like, they, he's like, I yeah. need her. I know I'm going to need yeah. her. So. Yeah. Uh, the other thing. She can, she can make me what I want to be. Exactly. Hmm. And then. She'll be useful later. And another thing I noticed, Silly meat Ultron's monologuing throughout some of this scene about like the world has to change, you know, the human race needs to evolve this, or it will go extinct. Yeah, I'm like, did did you did you listen to too much of Alexander Pierce's speech? Because this sounds a lot like the whole tearing the old world down <laughs> thing. Like I'm pretty sure I just heard this speech. <sighs> it's like, are we inciting again? I, I feel like we're inciting again. Yeah, a little bit. They're they're sort of like they come from similar uh, similar backgrounds. Oh man, yeah. Because if he's been plugged into the internet, he probably got like a hefty dose of Hydra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You take what to- what he remember what like the last thing he heard from Tony. You know, peace in our time, and a suit of armor around the world, and then you combine that with Hydra. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. So needless to say, the team is absolutely freaking furious as soon as they find out that. Tony is responsible for this shenanigan. And he didn't tell them because he knew this was going to happen. I'm like, Tony, if you knew this was going to happen and they were going to have the I told you so parade, maybe you should have double thought. (laughs) (laughs) But I had to try harder. Uh, Tony, 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 for someone who is supposedly a futurist. You get so caught up in your own issues that you don't see how your actions are going to cause effects down the line. And it's true. He like he brings up like the whole I flew a nuke through a wormhole. Don't you guys remember that? And I'm like, stop, re- stop deflecting. You have yeah. created a murder bot. <laughs> murder bots. Murder, murder, no. murder. At least it's more charming than Skynet. It's true. Yeah. So slightly more charming. This is when the next scene after this is when they the twins ru- go to see Ultron at the church, and mm-hmm. there's a. So this is a reference to what is it? The Scarlet. What's the Crimson Cloak? I'm not sure, but there was a deleted scene hmm? from directly before this, and I feel like it's one of those things that just shows you how much good stuff from this movie actually ended up on the cutting room floor. Uh, yeah. You're back in Sokovia and Pietro is like distributing things to to the citizens. He's got like medicine for someone. He's got a dress for somebody else. And he's just kind of like clearly been using his powers to do some looting, but he's kind of Robin Hooding around. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wanda's Quicksilver delivery yeah. service. And Wanda's really not happy. She's worried he's going to get caught. He's going to get himself killed. Um, and he says something about along the lines of, you know, nothing can touch me unless I'm standing still. Which, yeah. sad foreshadowing there. But a young boy walks up to them at that point. And this is like, the man it says, like, the man is waiting for you at the church. And they're like, what man? And he goes, the Iron Man. Yeah, and so they think it's <laughs> so they clearly think that they're going to see Tony, 
and mm-hmm. I feel like that yeah. gives a little bit more depth to the scene. Yeah, it does, and that kind of it, it 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 definitely informs like how they approach and what they're do- what they're mm-hmm. doing there. Yeah, and um, why Wanda's so-, so like, oh, oh, this is this is alarming and large. When Ultron first shows his face, not what we expected. Oh, yeah, that is a man made of some kind of metal, but it's not Iron Man. <laughs> this dude's big. I'm trying to find this Easter egg that I mentioned. So when they get to the church, he's kind of like in a red cloak, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. on the chair, and that's a uh, an Easter egg. To one of Ultron's initial appearances, um, the Crimson Cowl was hmm. one of his alter egos in the comics. Hmm. And where he was just that, you know, red cloak with the beady eyes shadowed thing. Mm-hmm. So that was that little tiny thing. Nifty. Yep. So this is, you, you get your Pietro's little monologue here. About we wait for three days. We wait for, for three days for, for Tony, Tony Stark, Stark to, to kill us. Uh, and it really, yeah. it's a really emotional scene. Mm-hmm. Um, just yeah. the image and, ag- and again works. playing with the idea of like you know the 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 Tony Stark like miss it like you know a bullet with your name on mm-hmm. it kind of thing and like mm-hmm. we wait for Tony Stark to kill us. It's like oh, man, they have a lot of fun with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Around this time, Ultron goes off and kills Strucker, and they re- the Avengers realize that it's because he knows something. Strucker knew something that Ultron doesn't want them to know. Mm-hmm. And they go for the good old-fashioned paper files that Mr. Internet doesn't have access to. Right! <laughs> or that this Mr. Internet had claw. access to, it just happened to be backed up as paper. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Ulysses Claw, Wakanata. That pisses the ever-loving w- fuck out of me. If yeah. you can say Sokovia, you can say Wakanda. <laughs> I actually think yeah. Wakanda is easier to say. It is. Yeah, he probably just—he's you know—he's got glasses on. He he put an extra A in there. He he didn't you know he get it right the second I time. I know, yeah. but it it right? feels like in the context of the film, like oh hey, the first African country is. <laughs> that we've had mentioned. And he mispronounces it right off, mm. right off the bat. Mm-hmm. But um, Tony starts being really evasive at this moment in time, I saying hate, like, "Oh, there were conventions. I, I never the, sold him yeah. anything." Bullshit. You know this, which <laughs> leads into him later going, "This wasn't my life. This wasn't me." I'm like, Tony, bullshit. I have something to break to you right now. Me think he doth protest too much. Just because <laughs> you sat in an office and not oh, in a warehouse. Spot doesn't mean that this wasn't your life. And literally never in this film, in Civil War, at no point has Tony ever taken any sort of responsibility or even acknowledged any part in Wanda's family's death. Yeah, He literally stood in front of the army and tested a weapon of war and jokingly said, if you buy more than $500 million worth of this product, I'll throw in this free portable mini bar. That was our introduction to him. And like, yes, Tony has grown a lot from that point, but the fact that now he is in denial 
of that part of his life and that he's not accepting the fact that, yes, he is still facing repercussions from choices he made a long time ago. Gee, it sounds familiar. So now we got Claw. It, who is being the world's biggest troll. I I <laughs> love Andy Serkis' portrayal of Claw. I love it. Because it's Cuddlefish. just like... Stop that freaking weird. Cuddlefish. He's the You're going to be the guy. little lights. <laughs> like, so scary. Oh, you're going to get into my head. <laughs> Would you like some candy? <laughs> you're not very good at this. <laughs> I like Pietro's petulant taking charge. of the candy. What? Yeah. I wanted some candy. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, we get like a good like sense of his speed. He's able to take the gun take each bullet out and carefully place them down in an instant. Yeah. It's like, hmm, that guy's awfully fast. Mm -hmm. Super duper fast. And then... That won't be relevant later. Ultron shows up and gives Claw a fuck ton of money for the vibranium. He's so nice. Yeah, really? What's the... Hang on, let me find Keep it. your friends rich and your enemies rich yeah. and wait to find out which is which. Which is which. And Claw yeah. says, Tony Stark... Oops. Oops! What a terrible arm-losing mistake that was. <laughs> Although I would argue that his arm in Black Panther is something of an upgrade. Yeah, that, that's a pretty great arm he has. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have, uh, oh man, you know Tony breaking in, being like, "Oh, Junior, gonna make your old man cry." Yeah. Like if they had just played with, if they had just stuck with Ultron as the petulant son, like. I'd have been down and for that. And let them play off each other more. Like, have more Tony against Ultron yeah. kind of stuff. The thing yeah. is, though, I feel like we're missing the moment where Tony... Because Ultron came from the Mind Stone, he's not mm -hmm. really coming from mm -hmm. Tony. And I feel like that's part of where I'm feeling this disconnect. Yeah. I love the Petulant mm -hmm. Son. I just wish we could have seen how he... Also, isn't this kind of like the last time those two interact? Pretty, pretty I mean, much. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they like, have. In the, this scene is like the last, like, yeah. you know, sort of verbal confrontation between them. This is the last time they communicate. And, like, the next time Tony confronts Ultron, like, he's beaming him yeah. to death. Yeah, right. After this, it's like Thor and, or Cap and, you know, Wanda. Vision. Yeah. And Vision. Yeah. Yeah, and that's so, yeah, it. It's just like that problem of, like, so many things with this movie end up being, like, superficial on the mm -hmm. surface good ideas there are things that could be really compelling about ultron but they this never was kind of one of them and it fell flat they never really soak through the fabric of the film yeah and then here you know he, ultron has that line great snarky line if i wanted to take this time to explain my evil plan but but there there again is like that okay if he's already acknowledging that he's a villain he's kind of losing his compelling I was a peacekeeping program. Right. Thing. Like, I feel like in the comics, like, the the scary thing about Ultron is that he is super focused, laser focused, on this one, one part of his program that says, you know, kill the Avengers, or, like, he changed his own, he rewrote his own programming. That's what happened in the Avengers. The AI, like, rewrote itself and then eventually, like, turned on the Avengers. Um, and then, yeah. So, like, 
you could have just let him stay super focused on the whole peace in our time and like how do you get world peace simple peace in my time kill everybody like and then you have this pretty good fight scene that ensues, but the best part of it is when Pietro sees Mjolnir flying. He's like, ooh, I want that. <laughs> yep. He's got like this, he does like this little moment where he, does he make a little noise? Yeah. Like, yes, he does. Like, he does like a little noise and he reaches for it and nope, it just drags him along with him. He's like, wow. And then Cap's just like, stay down, son. <laughs> yeah, that, that was he really does not good. stay down. <laughs> he does not stay down. And this is when Wanda comes out and. Puts the whammy Puts on the everybody. Puts the whammy on everybody, and... Okay, so, I want to talk about Thor's vision. Uh-huh. Because, like, I... I remember we watched it in the theater, and we're like, that person in the hood was totally Loki, and this was totally a setup for Ragnarok, because we thought Loki would be more villainous mm-hmm. in Ragnarok, right? Um, and then looking <laughs> back, you know, the whole... They had like, no idea what being... Ragnarok was going to be. <laughs> No, they didn't. But what I did like in there, that I was able to be like, look, 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 that's from Ragnarok, was Thor just starts, like, lightning-ing himself. Yeah. I'm like, yes, because he's the god of hammers. (laughs) He is not the god of hammers. He is the god of hammers. (laughs) And also thunder, which is not lightning. Correct. But, yeah. I think... Of all of the sequences, the dream sequences we got here, because we already talked about Natasha's and mm -hmm. quite a bit, Steve's is so good. It hurts. It that is like a well constructed hitting the nail on the head of what's going on with Steve in this movie, because that's actually been a repeating theme for Steve in this film is home. You know, early in the Mm -hmm. movie, he, you know, Sam asks him if he's found a place in Brooklyn yet. And Steve's like, I don't know if I can afford a place in Brooklyn. Uh, But home's home. home. I was just about to say, I can't afford to live in Brooklyn anymore. So I'm going to move to the land of Kamala Khan. You're you're moving to one of the cities that wants to be Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, Which really, I think every city wants to be Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um and then Tony had this thing about like Ultron I think it's actually after this of like the whole point is so that the team can end so we can all just go home. Um mm-hmm. and it's this big theme of like what is home for Steve? Steve's home is the past. It's all these people who've been lost. Steve's home is the battlefields. And it's so heartbreaking too because yeah. like I don't know, just the image of like Particularly the soldier who's clearly bleeding out but still laughing mm-hmm. in this party scene is just like really jarring yeah. and upsetting. And then Peggy! And Peggy! Peggy! Oh no, a cute girl. Oh no, cute girl. Yeah. I just gotta say, Not I love how yet. much Peggy gets in the MCU. Just, yeah. She could have so easily have yeah. been that like one off love interest. Mm-hmm. And she wasn't. She's, she's yep. part well, of the Haley glue. Atwell just dug her feet in. Yeah, Haley Atwell really enjoyed yeah. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Went to the DMV and took her driver's license picture as Peggy Carter. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that I noticed, um, and I feel like this is, I don't know, maybe it was part of, because we were reading the Vanity Fair article that 
earlier yeah. uh, before we started recording about how Joss really dug his feet in to keep the nightmare sequences. And I guess this mm-hmm. might be a loss of that is we don't get to see what Bruce's nightmare is or to see what the Hulk's nightmare is. Yeah, I wish I wish we had. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. I've got some pretty good guesses. Um, we know that he... Blonsky was in them. Blonsky, Ross, being victimized. Yeah. Not being able to protect people he loves. Killing, killing everyone. everyone. And one of the things I was thinking about is both Bruce and the Hulk, as separate entities, probably both feel like they're half a teammate. Like, they probably both feel equally yeah. not part of the team. And I think that's a theme that, like, should have been explored more in this movie. Because I feel like it applies to everyone, is feeling mm-hmm. not part of the team. Yeah. You know? Mm. Tony feels like he's, you know, too res- either, like, too responsible or too he's irresponsible. He's hanging on with his, with his fingernails. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, he can't tell the team that he's doing X, Y, and Z. He's isolating himself from the team. Steve doesn't mm-hmm. feel like he's part of the team because he still feels out of place and out of time. Natasha doesn't feel like she's truly part of a team because she's just a killer, you know? Yeah. Uh, Clint doesn't feel like he's part of the team because he's, you know, the weak mortal. <laughs> Thor. Thor's Where is Thor? Where is Thor like, along without Loki? You Midgardians. <laughs> you know? yeah. Team Thor. He's like, oh, you Earthlings. <laughs> I'm so much older than all of yeah. you. And in the same way, it then, it then trickles down to, I'm like, I'm going to Ultron. kids' parties. Ultron doesn't feel like he belongs in the world he feels like he sees things that nobody else does so i feel like this could have been a really good cohesive theme for this film that didn't get there and part of that is because they had to tell the story about the infinity stones they had to go there that route Mm -hmm. and in order to go that way thor had to go off on his own yeah like that is literally one of this was so Ray mentioned the Vanity Fair article. So, skipping the Hulkbuster fight for now. So they get to the farm, and then Thor kind of flies off. Hey guys, I gotta peace out. Right, he says, peace out, catch you guys later, and goes and meets up with Eric. And does that whole thing in the cave without the shirt. I'm fine. And then there's Um, Infinity Stones. Yeah, so so Joss was a uh, Joss did a podcast. He did um, the Empire Film Podcast. The quote, which if you've never listened to it, the Empire Film Podcast is great yeah. every Friday. So one of the quotes from that podcast that's mentioned in this Vanity Fair article, um, which is uh, the dreams were were not an executive favorite either. So the studio didn't really like the dreams, um, and they didn't like the farm, uh, but Joss really wanted both of them, and the studio said, "Okay, well you can have them." But you have to do the cave. The cave has to be in there. So they basically, like, you know, weighed them both and said, okay, we'll just cut all of them down to fit them all in. Just a very quick note on the Hulkbuster suit fight. Yes. Which Veronica. I don't think we need to go back to. It was, some, it was some fun, like, effects and some fun, like, choreography. And big, I enjoyed it's it. It's just but there it, to be the blockbuster, like, yeah, smash. There's some fun things. But, but it's super ineffective and actually yeah, doing sleep, Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. We need the yeah. kitten protocol. Meow. Meow. Right. Send in the Meow. box of cats. 
Open or a like box some of sort caps. of sticky, gooey that substance. That would be so much more effective. Like it a little would. thing that slaps a VR thing on his face and puts him in a different reality. Like, I understand, so I understand the concept of, like, the thing, like, slamming down and containing the Hulk, right? To the mm-hmm. road. That's the first thing that, that happens in that sequence. But then he goes down through the road. <laughs> like, you can't do that on top of a road. You have to do it on, like, the ground where there's yeah. nothing to go underneath. The farm! Anyway. So <laughs> These farms. are smaller agents, yeah. Yes, farms. These are clearly, a- this is clearly an agent. <laughs> These are smaller agents. We know Thor is superhuman because he stepped on a Lego. Everyone's very confused to find out that Clint has family, and fandom is mad to find out that Clint has family. And then I just kind of want to poke them and go, guys, the, the movies were kind of based on Ultimates. Yep. In which he, mm-hmm. oh man, what happens to his family and in the Ultimates is terrible. That was dumb. That was That was like a whole fridge family thing. It was terrible. Oh, it was like Lord. they fridged they fridged his entire family. It was no. the worst. No. Yeah, I didn't And that that was the killer, uh, right? Uh, yeah, I Barton. think so. It made me it made me unhappy. It makes me unhappy just hearing it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, it, it's it's So he's got a bad. family. And and they're and cute. then Laura seems to be this like Velma from Scooby. I mean, Velma uh, from Scooby Doo. Omniscient person. Within like five seconds of meeting everyone, she's like, "Oh, what's going on with Bruce and Nat?" And also, they're a mess, Clint. They need you. I'm like, also, is all of this on the cutting room floor? Does Laura have access to all the deleted scenes? There because- was a weird. There was there was a weird line. It's like, "I support your avenging." I'm like, was that supposed to be funny? Because it was very funny. <laughs> I remember laughing at that, and I was just not sure if I should. Yeah, I don't know. Because, I, I... like, before he was avenging, he worked for S.H.I.E.L.D., like... The avenging is probably better. Seriously. Then Bruce and Nat have their I'm awful okay scene. I'm this. <laughs> I know. But I'm just thinking... I just have a note here of, like, the world just saw the real Hulk for the first time. I'm like... Harlem. They saw him in Harlem. He broke Harlem. He broke Harlem, and then he saved the world, and then he's probably done some saving the world again. Yeah. It's like, don't forget all the good stuff you did, buddy. I'm pretty sure the world understands exactly what Hulk is. Yeah. The world can have a nuanced understanding of Hulk. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's his own own self-issues. So. So... Then there's, you know, Cap tearing logs with his bare hands, which uh, might be my sexuality I enjoy now. this exchange for more than, you know, the aesthetic reasons. The aesthetic reasons. Um, I enjoy this exchange with Tony just because Tony's like, I don't trust anybody who doesn't have a dark side. And then Steve's just like, oh, I've got a dark side. Rip. You just haven't seen there it goes yet. There Woo! I am Steve, Ripper of Trees. <laughs> Don't steal Groot from my pile. Groot is powering. <laughs> Groot's like, no. Oh, and they're also both wearing their Under Armour shirts, which you could, yep. which yep. I could have bought. Ugh. Why didn't you? I don't you know. Can. They're probably two hundred dollars. Yeah, they're they're much more now, but at the time they were like fifty bucks. They were a little expensive. Yep. I was just like, I don't know, I can't afford it, and then I didn't, and now I regret it. Because Under Armour in general. So then Laura comes out acting all like, 
La 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 la. Hey, Tony, our tractor isn't working. Do you think you could fix it? What unnecessary <laughs> subterfuge. <laughs> Completely unnecessary subterfuge, because there's Nick Fury being like, I have no fucks to give, Tony. What the fuck did you do? I am tired of these motherfucking Ultrons on my motherfucking planet. <laughs> Pretty much. Although, you know what? I gotta say, I love this this little line of like, it's been a really long day, like Eugene O'Neill long. Yeah, that was and a I good was reference. Like, Yay, literary references! And then the team has its team powwow. And they just realize they should the be bastard. wondering what happened to Helen Cho. Steve doesn't lack that, like that kind of talk. <laughs> Helen Cho is the checkoff device in this movie which is so upsetting she is a person yeah. she should not be a device check exactly check off scientist yeah <laughs> yeah she's got that one throwaway line about you know the the cradle mm-hmm. and then it comes back later she is the check off scientist and then i was terrified when i watched this at the end like she gets laser beamed or whatever i was yeah. like oh my god they just killed her nope she was okay she got like i know sort of burned <laughs> I got re- I was really relieved after that, but I thought until we saw her again, like I was really angry that they had killed her. Yeah. So okay, but yeah. So they're they're having their powwow, and the split is like uh, Thor hasn't come back yet, right? Correct. Yeah, he's not. Ha- he hasn't come back yet. He he's, doesn't come back until he's like, he's still he, he's still busy. Uh, his failure in the cave. So he's gonna have that, <laughs> and then um, Samuel L. Jackson's like, I'm gonna go take care of everything. He's going off with Maria Hill to get his helicarrier. I'm taking her with me because she's mine. And so mm-hmm. Tony goes to the Nexus. He goes to the the Internet Hub, which I don't think exists. I, that's the point of the Internet is that there is right. no one place. Um, no. So, but he yeah, goes whole... despite despite TV shows trying to tell us otherwise. That's not that. That's the reason the Internet exists is because it's not in one place. Um, it's yeah, not one the whole thing with the Nexus servers. was weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just felt like it was, really unnecessary. And yeah. it was the only way to introduce Jarvis back into it. Like that's they the could have come up with a better way. But again, the point of the internet is they could have found Jarvis. He could have been surfing the internet at the farm mm-hmm. and found Jarvis the whole time. Dude, what if Jarvis had just like popped into Tony's cell phone at some point? Like, come on. Be like, hey yeah. guys, it's me. Uh, and then, uh, like, uh, so, so, uh, Clint and Natasha and Steve go off to South Korea to, to try and, uh, head off Ultron. Cause that's so one of the well. things that I noticed that was, like, really interesting is mm-hmm. basically as soon as, you know, Vision starts being made and he's, like, this semi synthetic human mm-hmm. type thing, made of vibranium. It's the first chance that. Made of Iranium. It's the first chance that Wanda actually can see what's going on in Ultron's head. Yeah. Because she wasn't able to see it when he was made of metal. Yeah. But then she suddenly a, sees all the a... destruction and is like, Wait oh, a second. Oh, I've I made a terrible mistake. I am mistake. on the wrong side. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they have a very quick turnaround. And like Pietro goes right along with what she says. She's like, oh, whoa. Whoa, dude. <laughs> twins have The twins have a very, very personal vendetta. They're not mm-hmm. on for this whole, like, destroy the world thing. They really do believe in making the world a better place. Like, yeah. And they think it'll be a better place without Tony Stark. They think it'll be better without Tony Stark, but also, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, their, their country is war-torn. They've been at protests and, you know, 
They've been through some shit. They've been through, exactly. They've been through some shit and they, they're not like naturally destructive or naturally violent people. That's not who they are. They just have a very personal childlike fixation. I'm killing Tony. They're very, they're very Bruce Wayne. Our parents are dead. Darkness. No parents. Yeah, what's Sokovian for Martha? (laughs) So then you have all that awesome, you know, fighting in the streets in North, in a sorry South South Korea. Korea. Good Korea. Yeah. Um, which was really well done. They're in Seoul. Yeah, I, 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 they're in Seoul. Yeah, they're in, Seoul. in Black Panther. Yeah. They were in Busan. Yeah, that was just—I just—it struck me. I'm like, yay! Thank you for remembering. There were multiple cities. Yeah, in it was South Korea. False. There is only one. It is called South Korea. I love Nat's little. I, I'm always cleaning up after you guys. Yeah. It's, yeah, she picks up the shield, like her, like on the motorcycle with the shield on the front of it. That was really cool. And mm-hmm. and uh, like you know, she gives that back to him, and like you know, Steve trying to fight Ultron. Ah, uh, so good, but but like her like motorcycling like around like beep 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 beep. I, I love that. That made me so happy. Like it's a She's silly. Always telling people to get out of the way. It's a silly little thing, but her her little beep beep just made me so happy. <laughs> beep beep. But it's just true. Like... She clears people. <laughs> oh man. So they're trying to get the cradle away from Ultron before he can upload his brain into the In, into vision. watermelon colored body. Yep. <laughs> oh man so she gets in there and like the other like the the, the little the ultron the iron legion ultrons like transform into nothing but thrusters it's like man his stuff it just has this weird way of like hiding things in it that shouldn't like it's like the head has a thruster in it i'm like wait what why where is its brain what 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 kind of technical sense does this make magic I, whatever <laughs> <laughs> it. I mean, technically, they don't need to have a brain in the head. Yeah, I mean, they don't have to, but it's like they have all this. It's very anthropomorphic centric of you to assume it has a brain in its head. Its brain could be in its. Yeah, but foot. it does. But know. it has a face. But it has a face. It has a face, and it seems to do like and sensors chest. and other things that it does there. Like it has eyes. It has a mouth. Presumably, it uses those for you know. That doesn't mean it's processed there. It doesn't mean better to see with my dear. It doesn't mean that it's processed there, but it's like, why would there be a thruster behind that? I just because robot magic. Who knows? Uh, anyway, so it takes off with the semi, and Nat's in it, and she's Pretty like, cool. and she's like trying to get. Uh, she she like tries to get it into the Quinjet, and and uh, she she gets it into the Quinjet, but she gets got. Yeah. Oh no. And then and then Clint's like, "Do you have eyes on Nat? Is anybody heard from Nat?" Where's Nat? And just like, uh, Nat. "Get the fuck out of here." Yeah, it's like, "Get this thing. Put it into hyperdrive." And so he jets off with the cradle back to Avengers Tower on mm-hmm. the other side of the earth. Yes, in like super fast time. No, 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 but we we have missed uh the train sequence. Oh yeah, the we train just... sequence. They have the train I that's gone the train off the rails sequence. and the twins are finally being yeah, and they're fight they're fighting Ultron on there, and like Steve's yep. fighting there, and they they fight against. Yep, and Ultron. Wanda's trying to stop it, and Pietro's running ahead, clearing people well, out of the way. Steve just naturally takes again. Like once he sees that they're on, that they're willing to help him, he, he's willing to give them directions. Yeah, so he says, "You get all the people out of the way," and yeah. You know. 
It's really good. And it's like yeah, her this this gives you a better sense of her power and how powerful mm-hmm. she is. It's like, oh wow, she she did better than Spider Man. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> she would have kept the Staten Island ferry together. <laughs> <laughs> Well, also Spider-Man 2, stopping a train. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Also, Batman Begins. Oh, God. <laughs> you never did learn how to watch your surroundings. I don't have to save you. And you know, it's like, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't, I don't have, have to, to save, save you. you. <laughs> I do love that movie. Oh, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. So... Yeah, so she, she stops the train. He saves all the people, and Steve's just like, hmm... All right, children. It's okay. The cradle is safe with Tony. And she goes, no, it's the opposite of safe with Tony. (laughs) Ultron can't tell the difference between saving the world and ending it. Where do you think he gets that? It's literally Inception, only with Tony Stark and Ultron. (laughs) Pretty much. So Wanda. And also Wanda. So now... Tony is, like, doing the whole definition of insanity thing. Yeah. And like, hey, I, uh, let's put the thingy in the robot. And Bruce is like, I'm... We just I did this. No. This is hell. I'm in hell. <laughs> yeah. And I just... It's kind of weird And then he just manipulates... Happens. He just manipulates Bruce. But yeah, he, he manipulates Bruce into it, and it's kind of like, but your argument was not compelling, I, I don't understand why you would do this again after what just <laughs> happened and what you're dealing with. What are you doing? I'm being a mad scientist. The hyperbole and a half book has a segment on dog logic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like, do the thing. Thing doesn't work. Do the thing. Thing doesn't work. Do the thing. Thing doesn't work. Conclusion. We haven't done the thing enough times. It will work. You will see. <laughs> that is absolutely the mad scientist logic. Oh, man. That's great. I did I did like that line. <laughs> the mad scientist. We're mad scientists. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. <laughs> it was like, okay, yeah, you are. Yeah. And I like And then Pietro Bruce comes in. He swoops in and disconnects everything and probably grabs another piece of candy somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, for sure. And he gets to see the bullet come up through from under the glass. And, and, and because it's... Hawkeye's down there listening to his old school radios with his spy gadgets. <laughs> oh, Here's the thing, though. That bullet, if you speed up that footage as much as three times, it's still moving incredibly slowly mm-hmm. and easily avoidable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which kind of makes me think... How the fuck did he get shot in the end of this movie? <sighs> because I, I don't know legal stuff. Yeah, he got he got shot by legal bullets. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I suppose we'll talk about that when it happens. Clint takes him out, and he's like, "What? You didn't see that coming? Ha ha ha! Turn <laughs> turn about is fair play." And, and like Steve and Tony are arguing, and everybody's like fighting, and it's like rah 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 rah. And uh, who was? Oh yeah, like Bruce is like you know hold, holding uh, holding Wanda is like I'll choke the life out of you without turning a shade, whatever. And 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 they're all like rah 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 rah. And then Thor just swoops in and like smash the place up and lightnings the cradle, and it's just like wait, but why? Well, my first reaction Thor? before I knew what he was doing, I was like, Thor, you tried this on a different Infinity Stone, and it did not work. It, Let us revisit the ether. <laughs> that was a bad idea. 
What makes he's also stuck in the dog logic. Yeah. Yeah. Golden oh. retriever logic. Except he kind of knew what he was doing and was purposely yeah. trying to wake up this thing. And now Paul Bettany actually has to work for a living. Yeah. yeah. No more phoning it in, buddy. <laughs> no. And he and then I love that um, Vision, you know, just I'm going to grow a cape because Thor has a cool cape. Yeah. like I, I love like they fight. They, there's like a there's a really quick fight. And, and he gets thrown out and he goes and he's like flying towards the window and he stops himself. And he just has like this moment where he's like looking out on the cityscape like he's like, this is so beautiful, guys. And they all just confront mm -hmm. him and then like have the quickest like it's a weird thing. Like just a second ago, the scene where like where Tony and Bruce are like, oh, let's do the mad science. I'm like, why would you? That doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, why would you do this? What are you doing? This is stupid. It doesn't follow. But then when vision does exist. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's no, like, Vision is great. I'm like, all right, fine. I forgive you, movie. And I'm sitting there looking at Vision and looking at Wanda. And I'm like, you've got some magical speedy babies to make. Get on it. Yes. <laughs> also, like, the, the fight before Vision is created, like, that is, like, the Civil War origin set up. For Seeds Civil of War. Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. Civil War set up. Yeah, I actually, I have it in my notes right here. Civil War starts here. Yeah. And it just, it just, it, that conflict feels right mm -hmm. so you know also the, there's another really frustrating thing which is you know they're discussing where Ultron come, came from and it, it says specifically it all came from the Mind Stone I'm like well thank you for absolving Tony of any responsibility yeah. in this whatsoever Yeah, and there's I feel like a lot of Civil War continues to absolve Tony of his responsibility in Ultron. Mm -hmm. But I will yep. get to that when we cover Civil War. Well, they haven't... They forgot that Ultron is a thing that's happened. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, yeah! We just forget that we make murder bots. Well, yeah. I guess Tony forgot he was an arms dealer, what, so... What could go yeah. wrong when we make this other robot? <laughs> yeah. Well, they got very, very anyway. lucky. But fortunately, it doesn't go wrong. It goes perfectly right. Mm -hmm. And and like he's got the I scene the where he's like talking life. to him. He's like, uh, you know, like they have their their conversation, and uh, like I don't have any notes on it, so I guess I can't their conversation. But it ends. He's like, we need to go now, <laughs> and he just grab like off like his hand off screen, like picks mm -hmm. it, picks something up and turns and hands Mjolnir to Thor, and yeah. everybody in the theater was just like, <gasps> so it was like. Um, it the was opposite so perfect. Of, yeah, it was. It's kind of like the opposite feel of the scene from Avengers, where they're all arguing with the scepter, and then Bruce picks up the scepter, and they're all like, "Whoa, step back!" So this is like, you know, in terms of this, like everybody coming together, this felt it's, so it's, good. Yeah. yeah, it does. That is like a really gratifying moment. Yeah, and like Thor is just like, "All right, cool, let's go." Let's do it. He's I like, trust him. He's very, yeah. he's very easygoing about the whole thing. He's like, that's all I needed to see. And yep. then, um, you know, they're planning out their, their plan going to Sokovia and planning their attack. And I just love, like, you know, Tony saying that, like, he, I think he's saying he wants to distract him or whatever. And Vision's just like, it's true. He hates you the most. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> oh, sassy, sassy couple of hours old person thing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Very blunt. Oh, um, and then Wanda's using her powers for good, and yeah. like, and Pietro's kind like, of like, 
I love Pietro's little bit in the, the police station. He's like, the city is under attack. <laughs> get off and your then he asses. Goes <laughs> <laughs> I actually missed the get off your asses the first so time. Nice. Everyone was laughing so hard at the machine gun. I, I guess now is the time to talk about something that's kind of bugged me for a bit. I don't know if anybody's. So, okay. uh, like, uh, the big, I remember, like, uh, and, and it's a criticism that I share, of Man of Steel at the end of the, the, the Superman, the first Zack uh-huh. Snyder Superman movie. Uh, you know, Superman and General Zod, like, they fight and destroy. A lot. They destroy, like, Manhattan. Tens of thousands, like of, tens of, thousands ten, of people had to die. Yeah. Um, and it's just like sort of this grotesque, um, you know, city it destroying. It goes on way too long. Yeah, it goes it goes on way too long. Way too much of the city is destroyed. It's insane, and like people had a, it. Ga- it left people with a very bad taste in their mouth. Um, mm-hmm. And and there was a lot of comparing that scene to what happened in in the first Avengers movie, where they very pointedly made an effort to save you know people to protect civilians to get people out. Like, there was a lot of that that was very consciously in there. It's like, we got to help these people. We got to protect these people. Do this, you know, know, coordinate with the cops, get these people out. And it's good that they've held on to that and that they keep doing it. But at the same time, I sort of, like, in this movie and and throughout, like, the last couple of movies, well, not, anyway, we'll, we'll talk about it more later, I guess. But in this one, it started to feel like too much. Yeah, they were spread too thin. I, like there was, I think so because, but I, I, within the narrative of the movie, they were trying to contain and trying to keep the civilians clear, and I don't know. I, I, I feel like it. Like yes, there was a lot of destruction, but at the same time, they were still doing the best that they could to protect civilian life. Oh, and there was that scene where um. You know, Tony gets a reading that one of the buildings isn't clear, so he goes up. Yeah, and, and that's that's you know, exactly it. Into that bathtub. The, the, I don't have a problem with the idea that they would try to help people. I have a problem with how much it's focused on in the film. Like it takes yeah, they, away from other narrative. Ele- mm-hmm, it takes yeah. away from other parts of the narrative, and it's like, look at how you know, look at what we're doing. Look how helpful we are. And I'm like, yeah. okay. We get it. They spend so much time focusing on rescuing the civilians and not it detracts from finishing the story. Ultron and I feel like if they had done a little bit of that and then finished the Ultron fight, they could have shaved a lot of time off the movie. You gotta, you That's gotta, true. It does take up a gotta, lot. Got to save the kid who somehow got separated from his mom. You got to save the people who in the falling car. You got to save the people in the bathtub. You got to save You got to kill Pietro. You got to save all these people so many times and it's just it starts to add up and and starts to feel a little um repetitive but there are some really like bright points in this you know you have that little moment between clint and wanda yeah i really he's flying fighting an army of robots and i I have a bow and arrow arrow. i got a bow and arrow i only brought 11 arrows (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) Uh, yeah that was i brought 11 arrows that moment was really, really, really great. It, yeah, it had a lot of weight to it. It did. It was really good. And you then go when out Wanda that door, you're an Avenger. Oh yeah, she comes out and just like, because he goes out and you know he's doing good. He's he's shooting the, the arrows and like knocking people out. But then she comes out and just rips them to pieces. Yeah, and like you and know, you're like, as, oh, like, as the oh. fight goes on, she gets progressively more and more confident in her powers and is like, you and know, by brutal. the like she's just crushing them. Yeah, and okay. Little little annoying pedantic like uh, nitpicky thing. 
So mm-hmm. like when he goes to like leave the room like after his his stirring speech, he like pulls that that pack of arrows off of his leg yeah. and What's he up puts with that? he puts like six arrows on the string. That's not it, doable. It's not doable. It's it's so it's bad enough when people put two arrows on a string. Here's here's a here's a basic physics thing from somebody who's into archery. Every time you put another arrow onto the string, basically you're you're cutting in half the power that goes into each arrow. Mm-hmm. If you put two arrows on there, you're going to hit half as hard with each one. You so you're three... telling me that Robin Hood Men in Tights was a lie? Yes. A super <laughs> duper duper lie. Cause, and so he's like putting like six on there. And granted, like it was like packed up small. Like they're probably like a nanite arrow or something. They probably weigh like a tenth the weight of a normal arrow or it's something. It's a Tony Stark bow and arrow. Yeah, it's a Tony Stark bow and arrow. So maybe there's something about them that's special. But they're, they're, he's, he's, really taking away the force from each arrow by adding mm-hmm. more onto the string at the same time. And that just bugged me. Physics! Mm-hmm. Physics! Speaking of physics, Ultron's big plan. <laughs> Extinction events and meteors. I don't like to think about the specifics, about, like, mm-hmm. what is this stupid core thing? Like, I don't, like, this... Whatever the techno babble was didn't convince me, but I right. did like the idea of it's a meteor. Oh, me too. It goes me up, too. it comes down, you all die. I, I like mm-hmm. that actually. I think yeah, you know, that, that's it's, that's one uh, of the one of the better sky battles. Mm-hmm. It's blunt and terrifying, and yeah. there's little you can do about it. And he clearly researched the internet for ways to kill off a lot of things at once. <laughs> Extinction event. Yeah, there were a dozen before the dinosaurs came along. The only mm. thing left alive will be metal. And that's, you know, and that's set up, you know, when he, with the Revels, when Ultron first emerges, emerges and he's like, I want the Avengers to be extinct. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's set up that early. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then somewhere in there, there's like, I don't know, I guess, Bruce rescuing Nat because whatever. Because Nat's not allowed to and fight. And she kisses him and pushes him over a... I need the other yeah, guy. I need, I need the other guy. And then he pops up, but he's not actually that angry about it. And then they, they like, jump through the sky yeah. on, like, falling rock bits. Wee! <laughs> Physics! I, I gotta say, I love, like, Hulk jumps, because that's just, like, a thing yeah. in the comics. Super old school. Yeah. Like, he just Can you fly? No, I can, but I can jump really, really far. Jumping with style. <laughs> He's like a giant green bunny rabbit. He is. Um, okay, so let's talk about Pietro's death here. So you have an interesting legal issue that came up between Fox and Marvel Studios, which is that Wanda and Pietro are both X-Men and Avengers. They have belonged to both teams. Yes. Yep. And so, specifically, the X-Men franchise chose to use Quicksilver in Days of Future Past, therefore using the character, which means their license, you know, continues. It and feels guess, like they licked it to claim them as their own. Yeah. And they granted, I guess, one-time rights to Marvel Studios for, the, for Age of which Ultron. Which feels so gross. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, it I really get does. that they were going bankrupt and that they had to sell the rights to maintain solvency, but it just, it feels bad that, like, Marvel had to go to another company to be like, can we use this thing that we created 50 years ago? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And and now, so, and now that even, 
that like five years later, you know, Marvel has, you know, Disney and Marvel have bought Fox. Maybe Thanos will bring him back to life. Yeah. Oh man, I am so curious to see what's going to happen in Infinite in Infinity War one and two, like yeah. with yeah. the Death Stone and being mm-hmm. able to bring anybody back. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Uh, if anything hey, has happened, Pietro with, cowards. There's so much that could happen. Any of the past villains that have died could totally. Anyway, whatever. Um, yeah. Where were we? Oh yeah. So like the rights. I'm convinced that Joss does not know how bullets work because this is very similar to Tara's death. Mm-hmm. In you have all these exit wounds on the front, uh-huh. but the bullets seem to have vanished into thin air. <laughs> a, the trajectory doesn't match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pietro was shot from above. Tara uh-huh. was shot from below. In, back in Seeing Red, if Tara was shot from below, there was no way that blood spatter would have landed on Willow as it did. And if it gone the exit the wound was on the front. Yeah. Exactly. And if you had that exit wound and it was going in the direction of Willow, Willow would have been shot too. Yeah. The way these bullets were coming, if Pietro just stopped in front of them and ended up with those exit wounds, it would have killed Clint and the kid as well. Yep. There was also no reason for him to stop. Yeah, he he could have just kept running. Yeah, we've seen... He should have literally just, like, pushed them along. We've seen at multiple points in the film that he's so, like, well, not multiple. He can move people with him. We saw the bit where where the he, like, watched the bullet and stared Mm -hmm. at it stupidly for a second. It's like, he can get around those bullets. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't... He can matrix them, okay? It was so unnecessary. (laughs) Yeah. He could have even Uh... freaking moved the bullets out of the way and, like, left Clinton the kid there. Like... Yeah. There could have been, and I hate to say this because it would have been gruesome and even worse, but, like, you could have had Ultron just rip him in half. The same way, like, he ripped his own, like, shell in half. Yeah, we we totally skipped over that scene, like, the vibranium. Anyway, but, like, that bit where where, uh, Pietro comes up, gets Wanda, and runs away from Clint, and he's, like, Mm -hmm. you know, pointing the arrow at him, is like, I could do it. No one would ever know. Last time I saw him, he had an (laughs) Ultron sitting on him. There were, I I feel like... I know, I know that they were doing it because, like, oh, he's had this like th- thing with Clint the entire movie. Yeah, but like, I feel like they could. You didn't see that coming. Done a better job killing him. There's a phenomenal yeah. thing in the bloopers where it's the it, like it's well done because they put the music in and everything, and it's like that scene on the lifeboat where Clint lays down exhausted next to Pietro in the exact body. same position as in Pietro. the exact exactly. Yeah. But then in the blooper, he reaches over and, like, puts his hand over Pietro's nose and mouth, and you see him, like, start jerking. (laughs) (laughs) And then Renner just, like, turns to the camera and is like, shh. Oh, God, that's terrible. (laughs) I'm just going to snuff him out. (laughs) He's doing uh, what Giles did to Ben. Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, also, fun side note, like, uh, uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, who plays Quicksilver in this one, mm-hmm. and, um, oh, what's his name, the actor's name in Days of Future Past, uh, he's from Evan America. Peters. Evan Peters was Quicksilver in that. They put, they were best friends in Kick-Ass. Oh! Yeah, you're Jeez. right! Yeah, the movie Kick-Ass, they're, they, they play best friends. And then, you have that, that really grief, that gruesome... explosion of, yeah. When Wanda just, like, feels that Pietro mm-hmm. is gone... Twin magic. 
yeah, twin magic. But just, like, that wave of grief and destruction that kind of manifests and obliterates everything them. around her. Yeah. yeah. And then she goes and hunts Ultron down. Oh, yeah. Well, he he's first, like, Ultron is the one who shot Pietro. He's like, and oh, he was doing the creepy, like, you know, no strings on me mm-hmm. while he shot him. And I was like, that was pretty cool. But then Hulk jumps into the Quinjet. Oh, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> Hulk jumps into the Quinjet and just grabs him and ragdolls him out the back of the window. <laughs> Which which he did that after Nat's oh, failed we totally, attempt. Oh, we totally at skipped over how like the whole team was together in the church, like surrounded by all of the the Ultron bots and the vision like, reveal, they yeah, the whole big thing, and like yeah, Vision's like kicking ass. Oh my god, it's so cool. Um, how much do I love when Vision just like puts his hand through somebody's chest and then like yes. re-solidifies? Yes. Also, it's beautiful. You can look at um. So when Rhodey shows up. Right, oh, and Rhodey's God. taken out with guys, <laughs> and then Vision like and he's shoots like, in from yeah, behind so him. Awesome. That's so like awesome. a little bit of foreshadowing for Civil War, <laughs> a tiny bit, maybe. A bit. But maybe also, a uh, we got the old helicarrier out of mothballs, and uh, yeah. and guess who's and we- guess who's flying it. That guy, that guy, guy, analyst hero guy, yay! And, he, and he's trying to say complicated words, and he's so confused and, and excited, and he, and he can't. <laughs> um, we oh we totally skipped over like Quicksilver being like this is Shield this is what Shield's supposed to be it's like I could there. I could get used to or th- that's nice or something yeah, right. yeah. He's, uh, this is not so bad yeah this is not mm-hmm. so bad I like that I was like oh too bad you're dead Aww. you're dead yeah yeah dead. well that was the so the inspiring <clears throat> Captain America speech thing if you die walk it off like at that moment they flat they paused on Pietro didn't they. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Walk it yeah, off. <laughs> Chekhov's walk it off. <laughs> um, I walked it off. You didn't see that coming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, so Wanda, in her grief, hunts down... Ultron the mangled, in a terrain. The mangled Ultron. That was so And good. just rips his heart out. Oh, so or his good. processor or some out, metal or something. His yeah, his power like core or something. I think it was supposed to be like his generator or power core. It's his... in his general chest area, yeah. So it's like his heart. And she looks terrifying, and you really don't want to fuck with her in that moment. Yeah, it's good. And he's still and like there's this moment where Ultron sees her and is like, mm. "No, you're my child. Why are you still here? You're going to die." Like, because he did seem to kind of like them. There was like, yeah, he yeah. did. There was a sort of. Like he had a connection with him. Like when when she read read him at back with at the cradle in Korea and like was freaking out. He he his reaction wasn't to like shoot them or stop them. He was trying to convince them and he was like trying mm-hmm. to trying to charm them into it and trying to be like, no, but you're my buddies. He, they were his found family of people who hate Tony Stark. He wants he wants hugs. Hi, I'm Ultron and I like warm hugs. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe then he wouldn't have tried to drop a meteor. Also, here's my other question. Sokovia. Is it a city or is it a country? Or is uh, it both? It's a country. A very small country. So is it like I... a city-state type country? Yeah. Probably. Like, it's like Luxembourg or something. Okay. Yeah. Because um, like, yeah. yeah I'm just I... basing on it, like the it, it thing that like listed up. It feels like one of those up. fractured ex- Soviet uh, yeah, former Soviet bloc kind of spaces so like Serbia, Herzegovina. 
Um, like there's definitely, um, like, you know, it works for the movie. That's fine. And, mm-hmm. and there are certainly some things that you can do with fictional places that you don't want to do to real places. Naturally. But, you know, one of the things that I've, I've liked, that I've always liked about Marvel more than DC is that they set it in the real world. It's in New York. Yeah. It's in Chicago. It's in, you know, San Francisco. I don't have to argue with people over where Gotham about and what Mesh- it, yeah. are supposed to be. And 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 when like, they do was... have fake countries, they're very explicit about where they are. Yeah, yeah. Like they're very clear with their maps. Yeah, of where, um, you know, of what where Latveria is, where Wakanda is, where Madripoor is, where they don't try to they don't yeah. try to pull a Springfield. Like, you know, they're usually cramming them into some other countries that really do exist, but it, even their fictional places are pretty grounded. Actually, no, what's really funny, what? if you go to Google Maps and you look up um, the address for Xavier's school, it is marked on Google Maps. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's actually very close to where my mom used to live. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. I, I think we looked that up proud. one time. That's great. Yeah. yeah, so Wanda leaves her post mm-hmm. and the core is vulnerable. And Ultron, like, turns the thing on and switches on the things and, and then Tony oh. and Tony's about to get squished again mm-hmm. and then he calls on Thor to smash the thing and just as it's about Thor, to go use the hammer <laughs> vision swoops in and saves Wanda yep. oh yeah that was that was a very yeah that was a that was a very sexy savior sa- saving like his like swoop in and like you know the sort of like the bridal carry pickup yep. I was like ooh oh yeah that, that was some good that was some good saving right there yep and the thing is I think Wanda was completely ready to die like she did oh, yeah. not care yeah. if she was rescued or not she did not expect to get saved right it was a surprise yep. she did not see that coming so okay guys how much time do you think Wanda spent at the farm because I'm fairly certain that Clint had her come and stay at the farm oh, for a Clint, while. Clint adopts strays like crazy, so grieving and recovery. Yeah, at least until yeah. the new Avengers facility was built. Yeah, because that that thing looks like it took some time to mm-hmm. yeah get together. Yeah, <sighs> but yeah, they they managed to to MacGuffin and science it and and explode the. Oh well, but yeah, they explode Sokovia in midair. Yeah, and, and it comes down, and no, so it limits the damage. The damage is limited, and uh, and then Vision hunts down the one last, the one last Ultron bot in the I forest. I like that last bit. That that good. Con- that's a good confrontation. I liked it. It is. It is. Because yeah. they're the thing is at their core. Because, it lasts. because at their core, Vision and Ultron are the same, and Ultron is just angry, and Vision is at peace. Mm. Hmm. To be fair. That's awfully naive of you. Yeah. Well, I was born yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Paul Bettany. And then we have... The end. The Avengers compound. Yep. No one knows where Bruce is, which is very important because I'm still convinced you could not have Civil War if Bruce was around because he would look at General Ross and go, why the fuck are we listening to this guy? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Also, whatever (laughs) side he's on wins. Yeah. Yeah. There yeah. was there was a certain element yeah, to that, like in in that you know Wanda mm-hmm. and Vision had to be on separate teams because if they were both on one team, that team wins. That team is yeah, like they are has God mode terrifyingly powerful. God mode the... activated. <laughs> the others are just adorable by comparison. <laughs> I know <laughs> they're kittens. 
It's like, oh, Falcon, what are you going to do? Nothing. I'm going to... Oh, Bucky, what are you going to do? Nothing. (laughs) Yeah. We're just going to sit here and deal with this petulant little teenage spider person. (laughs) (laughs) Tony then retires, except I think when he retires, he goes home to find that Pepper is leaving him. That's like the second or third time he's retired. (laughs) Whatever. He's not going to retire. Yeah, but I think Pepper's pretty darn serious about leaving him after this Ultron fiasco. Yeah. I would be if I was her. Pepper recognizes You made another one? You You made a murder bot! You made more murder bots! Why we talked about this? No, no, I'm not talking about this anymore, Tony. I'm done. I'm taking my high heels and I'm leaving. (laughs) Uh, And Thor, like, you know, before he blasts off, like, Steve and Tony are still, like, you know. (laughs) Elevator's not worthy. Yeah, the elevator's, it's like Vision being able to hold the staff is like, whatever, you know, being able to hold the hammer. And, like, Thor's like, look, guys, he can hold the hammer. He's worthy. He can keep the Mind Stone. It's fine. But Steve and Tony are still just kind of like, put, put. (laughs) Hey, Thor. Hey, Thor, guess what? Someone does exist who can hold the hammer and, and really is not, is not good. worthy. Is not good. It's like, oh, that'll that that should change your calculus. Yeah, the next time he sees Vision, he should just kind of be a little more suspicious. Yeah, <laughs> just like a little bit. He should just be like, mm-hmm. I'm side eyeing you with less, my one eye. Less sure if good. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, I don't really think Hella held the hammer. Or wielded it so much as stopped it and then made it crumble. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, uh, Nat gets her little video call from the farm. Yeah. Nathaniel Pietro Barton. Fat. Baby. Fat. <laughs> it's like, well, yes, of course. Babies are fat. <laughs> Get over it. They're supposed to be. And then she and Steve... She and Steve are now the parents of the Avengers. And they were always snap. the parents. Which, again, they're going to whip the newbies into shape. Anybody should be a couple in this movie. Whatever. Um, Agreed. So yeah, they're going to whip the, the newbies into shape. And, like, you know, everybody has, like, you know, their their moment where they're, you know, you see War Machine and Falcon and and uh, Vision and, and Wanda and everybody's got shiny new outfits and it's super awesome. Mm-hmm. Ah, so good. I love that they never actually filmed Evans saying assemble. Yeah, yeah, they wouldn't let him. Avengers. Oh man, are they going to say it in Infinity War? I hope so. Maybe. When they have to get everybody so. back together after the, after every when everybody needs to come together to fight Thanos. They're all Thanos. scattered. Avengers They're scattered assemble. across the nine realms. And he's gonna he's gonna send he out. He needs like to a, have the emotional impact. He's gonna yeah. send out like a viral video or something. Be like Avengers assemble. No, he like, needs to send out the uh, the Avengers symbol, you know, like the bat symbol, the bat sign. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at your symbol. Oh, sure. There is a really cute uh, outtake where they're doing that, where he's doing, he's like making that pause. Avengers? Uh, uh, and then Scarlet like jumps up behind him. And she's like, assemble! Because <laughs> <laughs> she's so cute. They're such children. Yep, they yep. are. There was a good featurette of how much they were, like, fucking around on set. And they're like, it's like summer camp, and I think Joss hated us a little bit. Yeah, I, Good. that's one of, I don't think we'd mentioned it before, but, like, uh, Chris Evans and uh, Scarlett Johansson have been doing movies together since, like, 2004 yeah. or 5? Oh, yeah. They did, they like, a, doing stuff for they did a, a long They time. did a couple of things together before. Uh, there was a great thing in one of the featurettes of, I think, I, you have Hemsworth and 
Scarlet is holding on to his arm, and I think Evans might be holding on to her. He's basically like towing the two of them. He's like, I'm going to get him to set. (laughs) (laughs) He's the largest one. (laughs) And it's just really cute. And then, like, it looks like they had a lot of fun doing this movie. Mm hmm. And, like, I'm looking at what we have coming down the pipeline, and most of it's really, really good. I mean... We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna have some fun with Ant-Man, for woo-hoo. sure. Yep, we're gonna have Scott Corelli on next week. John Stewart. Yes, we're gonna have John Stewart on next week. <laughs> uh, and then we got Civil War uh-huh. uh, coming down after that. Um, Doctor Strange, Guardians 2, Spider-Man Homecoming... And then my Thor, new Ragnarok. my new children, Thor, Ragnarok, and Black Panther. My oh my babies. goodness! And man, how many? Uh, so the third, the Phase Three is, has a lot. It seems to have more movies than the others. Yeah, because there I was a lot. Ant Man is still Phase Two. Yeah, oh. Ant Man is the last movie in Phase Two, and then uh, okay. Civil War starts Phase Three. All right, all right, I can dig it. Uh, as far as end credit sequences go, there's really only one for this film. It's just Thanos go basically going, if you want something done right, you gotta do it yourself. <clears throat> I gotta get my glove out of storage. <laughs> he's going He's going to his space garage and digging yeah. around in his old boxes to try and find his infinity gauntlet that he's packed away in a box <laughs> along with his old magazines and other toys. <laughs> you mean it's not at the self-storage place? Mom, That's where I would Mom, keep my- <laughs> did you sell my infinity gauntlet? <laughs> He's like, um, who is it, Bilbo looking through the chest for the one ring? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, listeners, we will see you again next week for Ant-Man. Woohoo! It'll be our smallest podcast. See you, uh, catch you next week, listeners. See you guys. Bye!